Monster Cast. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Monster Cast. It's been a long time, but we are back. I don't think we've done a show since, I want to say, May of last year. It was definitely during the last Blood and Guts match with uh, Sammy Guevara and uh, Chris Jericho, where he fell off the top of the cage. We've had a lot of stuff happen in wrestling since then. A lot of stuff that we really wanted to talk about, I promise you. It was an insane rest of the year. And I'm very happy that we're back because we're going to get into a lot of it. Uh, no end of the year rewar uh, rewards awards this year because, um, I mean, I guess we could if we really wanted to just do it off the top of our head. I think we have a general idea of who won what. I think Ryan and I would both agree that Kenny Omega was the wrestler of the year. Oh, easily. Okay, yeah. I figured he'd be number one. Um, he definitely is number one for me. Um, but we'll get into some of that later on when I'll pull up like the old, old awards listings and we'll see, um, if we can come up with anything else we want to throw out there of who we thought was the best of the best in year 2021, but it's 2022 and we started off very hot in 2022. It didn't take much time at all. We had John Madden sadly passed away and obviously I was a big Madden, uh, player, Back in my day of video games, um, haven't played a Madden game in a while actually, but I used to be into Madden a big time, um, and of course I watched football almost religiously every Sunday that it was on, and he was a play-by-play -play announcer or with uh, Pat Summerall, so he was a big part of my life growing up, so sad that he's gone, and then of course uh, December 31st, we all lost Betty White as well, um, so that was crazy. Because she's got her special 100th birthday uh, thing coming out in a... I forgot what magazine it is, but some magazine is doing a, like a special thing for her, um, for her 100th birthday. So like that was crazy. It was almost like a one last F.U. from Betty White. <laughs> like one more last joke, haha. I thought I was going to get to 100, but it did not happen. And almost like she did that on purpose. But the funny thing is, is her last um, article was she was saying how... She couldn't believe how healthy she was, so it was really odd that she passed. I think that's what threw everybody off. Uh, but yeah, two big losses at the end of the year, and we are going into 2022 with some, uh, I don't know, some beef, I guess, and we're going to let Ryan take the stage here. Of course, if you are on social media at all, and not a casual fan, and most AEW fans are on social media because most AEW fans are hardcore fans, not casual fans, at least at this point in time. Then you know what's going on, or at least what's been said, from Big Swole and Tony Khan. And I posted on our Twitter account that we would not be talking about it. But Ryan said he had some thoughts on it, so he's going to talk about it a little bit. I will not be talking about it. Um, yeah, don't speak for me. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> I guess, I guess, right? <laughs> um, so one Wait, white we? guy one white guy will talk about it, one yeah. white guy will not talk about it. Um, First of all, you're half native. Yeah, that's true. Um, well, I'm not half native. <clears throat> native. Am whatever I? the fuck. Well, no, I'm grandma sure and grandpa both are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. So we are. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we are half Native American. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, no, it yeah. matters because we're both very white. Yeah, we're both very. white. We have we have no ties to that culture. Yes, <laughs> and we both pass very white. Um, but yeah, <clears throat> technically we're ethnically not. Um, <clears throat> but no. Uh, so recap real quick for for anybody that wasn't aware of it. Basically, Big Swole came out and was. Um, she I don't. She's been kind of taking shots. 
here and there ever since her release. This is not the first time that she said something. Um, essentially, she. But would you say that they were passive aggressive shots? They were they were very passive aggressive, and then this last one crossed the line into aggressive aggressive. And I feel like at that point, if you are Tony Khan, you kind of have to say something. But you can't that... just keep letting this person shit on your on everything. And yes, that because the truth is, it's she's trying to make it into a like a oh like I I wasn't getting the opportunities that I should have gotten because I'm a black woman or whatever. And if she feels like that, great. But in the context of the rest of the company, that just doesn't make sense. I mean, it just doesn't. Her, the the second women's champion ever is a half black trans woman. Okay, like the half of the first tag team champions ever was Scorpio Sky. Um, Powerhouse Hobbs has come out and said that you know he's he feels like he's been put in like really high profile positions in his time there and um you know the stuff with punk and and with cage and um uh, christian and brian technically uh the hangman stuff like he's he's basically said you know i hear what she's saying but it doesn't match the reality of the situation now i think i mean could we say that everybody's situation is not the same though her situation might be different. If that's the case, then it has nothing to do with her being black. <clears throat> Period. If if everybody's situation isn't the same, which is an obvious thing to say, yeah. Now, of course, everybody's isn't the same. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then it's not based on her race. You, like I just said, you've had several champions, and like honestly, and it looks like Cargill's probably going to be the first TBS champion too, which sort of seemed like it was that going to be that way from the start to me. I don't know how you feel about no, that. No, she was definitely going to win. Soho. I think she was definitely going to win. But now it looks like if she does win, that maybe TK did it on purpose to make a I dig at Swole just because of what he said. All he had to do was not say what he said in that tweet, bro. That okay. one line. That one what, line. All he had to do was wait, just wait until after. Wrestler? Yeah. Okay, no, well, but... well, he didn't really say he, she was a subpar wrestler. What she said, what he said was that he didn't think that she was growing at the same pace as everybody else enough to keep her around. At least that's what I took the the sentence as. As an owner, I still don't feel like you should be saying that on a public forum like that, especially on Twitter of all places. I, I feel like after Swole came out, you you contact Swole. Like, of course, we know Leo Rush is not on TK sign right now. You... No, he he is actually he he okay. So Leah Rush came out and made some some tweets like fucking all calves mad. Apologize, like apologize, whatever. Yeah. He's come out with something since and said no. I went and talked to them. We're on the same page. Like everything is like uh, I had like a really productive conversation with him. Um, he doesn't. He said I don't consider it to be a diversity issue. At no point have I thought that AEW or Tony is racist. Um, issue at hand was a, a sensitivity issue. Yes, like in, that's, in well, that's my that's my issue with it is, is it, you're you're putting all these people through sensitivity training when they mess up like a Sammy Guevara or a Mac, Max Caster, but then you come out and say something like that as an owner. Yeah, I think that's a sensitivity I, issue for TK I though. I don't. At, at a certain point, man, you can't keep fucking taking shots and expecting somebody that okay and I employ you to not say something. No, I I agree with that. But here's the thing: why didn't TK, who can clearly get in contact with Big Swole? Have a fucking conversation with Big Swole, and then if it continued one more time, then you can come out and have like a notepad fucking uh, uh, tweet on fucking Twitter and try to explain everything that's going on if she wants to really blow everything up in front of everybody's eyes publicly. What I think is he jumped the gun too much, and the only thing that I can say 
that I liked in the tweet is that at first, before the glaring fucking sentence that really made everybody just go, what the fuck just happened? Because that's literally what set this whole thing off. Are you talking about the I let Swole's contract expire because I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough? Correct. I don't have a problem with that. But how because can you say her wrestling's not good enough when she's still better than half your roster? Look at their roster, bro. I don't bro. think she is. No, I do. I do. I, okay, so I don't know if you've been watching Dark and Elevation yes, recently. Yes, I watch it every fucking week. Okay, well then you can't tell me that Big Swole is not better than half their roster, half their women's roster. I would fucking hope so. How long has she been around? Okay, but I can't why, – why are you saying that in a sentence, though? That's clearly wrong. What do you mean? He, his whole said? point was that she's not getting – like, okay, so what he said was, I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. Yeah, but when you only have so, one sentence and you're not elaborating on that, how do you think people on Twitter are going to take that? Because he's doing it in one fucking tweet. What do you want? He didn't do it in one tweet. He did it in one sentence of one tweet that had nothing else to do with that fucking situation. That's what I'm saying. It should have never been involved in that single tweet. It was just glaringly fucking completely no, I, opposite I have no problem with it. everything because else. Because what she's it, – it, it's directly contradicting what she's saying because she's basically saying like, oh, like um, – I, I wasn't getting pushed and whatever, and it's what specifically what she said was that there was no representation, and that when there is, it doesn't come across as genuine, which is fucking stupid. I'm sorry, it's just fucking dumb. We don't need to sit here with a goddamn checklist and check a box for how many different fucking ethnicities and races and whatever we have. It's diverse naturally already. Yeah. You look at their fucking roster, and I mean, when you're comparing it one to one with WWE. WWE has really only had prominent black champions within the last, what, like since? Two years. Two years. And everything before that, it was a big deal the, because Kofi won and he was like the first fucking, yeah. yeah. So don't, don't fucking sit here and talk about, because one of the things that she'd said was like, oh, like my daughter comes and tells me like there's nobody on TV on, on AEW that looks like me or whatever. And then when she goes and watches WWE, there's like Bianca and Big E. That shit didn't start until fucking two years ago. Yeah. And it was it was a backlash to the same kind of fucking complaints. Yeah, exactly. Well, we can all agree that WWE definitely did damage control with those complaints with Kofi for one. Oh yeah, and they're doing a great job with that, having fucking Lesnar go in and beat another fucking Black New Day member. Two for his title. Two Black people actually, Bobby Lashley and Big E. Well, at I the think same they're time. building that to be uh, Lashley versus Lesnar in the next one. Drew, you really? Are we finally going to get that? Did you watch it? Did you watch the match? Yeah, no. I did not, I did not okay. watch WWE Day 1. But okay, he, so, he pinned Big E, though, right? Yeah, so yeah. the reason that I feel like he pinned Big E was to make it so that like there's no question about Big E still having a claim. Yeah, but because Lesnar's match, supposed to be a face. Right, and Correct. during the match, uh, Lashley ends up having uh, Lesnar in the fucking hurt lock, and he can't get out, and Big E has to make the save before he taps. Um, and there's like... There's no spot in the match where Lesnar looks dominant over Lashley. Yeah. And at the end of the match, you know, Lashley's kind of walking backwards and staring at him as he's going up the ramp or whatever. So they're clearly setting that up. But I bet La the... I bet Lashley was on cloud nine because he's been wanting Lesnar in the same ring with him forever. Yeah. So that was probably a cool moment for him. So, yeah, maybe I hope that does uh, lead up to something. But I still don't think Lashley is going to beat Lesnar unless Roman interferes. Yeah, because they still have to do the Roman program. So, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, you, there, that's your that's your diversity checkbox for WWE is another fucking interim champion to set up another Lesnar title ring. All right, cool. Um, but yeah, no, like it's it's just such a dumb fucking argument, and it's a dumb fucking argument not hey, because and not even I'm not even just um, black people, but just POC in general. If you think about how WWE over their 50 year reign here has treated Asians. <laughs> 
Yeah. And now just recently started taking Asian seriously when they hired Asuka and Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke. Yeah. And pretty then, much it. and that's that's pretty much literally the start. And I guess you could say Bull Nakano as they treated her with respect yeah. as far as a wrestler, yeah. but not her gimmick, I don't think. She was right. still the evil foreigner type deal. But you right. get what I'm saying. Like as far as in ring though, they still treated her with respect. Um the funniest fucking thing to me in response to, to Tony's tweet was all the people being like, oh, this, this white man's out here. Man's middle name is fucking Rafiq. <laughs> yeah. He's Pakistani. Yeah. Who is, what uh, are you talking who's the about? Other, who's the other person he mentioned that was also brown? Uh, so that's uh, Mega, or I, I think is her name. She's, um, what the fuck does she do backstage? She's, um, uh, God damn it. Something, she's, she's some kind of vice something. I know that Amanda Huber's mentioned her before. Um, <clears throat> let me, hold on. And uh, don't forget the uh, Captain Sean Dean also came out and said he works backstage in a prominent yeah, role. Yeah, senior well. vice president and chief legal officer. Yeah, he's the he's a talent relations kind of guy for the um, like the extras on Dark and Elevation. So I mean he's in a he's in a prominent like producer type role too. So it's just the whole fucking thing to me. Yeah, I don't like, I don't I've never I'm white so I can't really say I mean I'm gonna say this but it's not gonna mean anything when I say it. I don't feel like their representation is forced. Or not genuine. I don't either. And I do feel like WWE's is. Yeah, I or do. Or at least I honestly, was when it started. Yeah. Now now it feels more natural, but it's because they actually like have started more booking than one them person. in that way. Yeah, and then people are like, oh, fuck, one. like these guys are actually really good. I want to see more of them. Yeah. I mean, so. how, how did Big Swole's daughter feel when Bianca finally got somewhere and then lost oh, and in then 10 Becky seconds to Becky? In 10 seconds? Yeah, exactly. Come on. Was that good representation after Bianca was going through the entire fucking division? And then Becky comes back after having a kid and not wrestling for nine months and then beats her in ten seconds like the Ultimate Warrior. That was good representation. So here's what – here's here's Swole's – the end of Swole's statement. Okay. I hate the fact that I turn on the TV and it's the same stuff over and over again. Hopefully they get the message. Me leaving honestly was not bad. There's no bad blood between Tony Khan and I. I just don't like my peace being disrupted. I didn't like certain things and other things that I will take to my grave. The diversity, that's what matters. So if the diversity is what matters, then your whole fucking point here makes no sense because they have plenty of diversity. Like, what are you talking about? Also, how are you taking it to your grave if you're literally you're saying it in the right next now. sentence? Yeah, you're talking about it in the next sentence. Yes. No, I agree with that. That definitely contradicts each other in so the next sentence. when he comes out and says – like, basically what she's saying is, oh, I left on my own because I didn't like the way that, that like, black athletes were being handled in this company. So it makes perfect sense to me. For him to come out and say, no, I let her fucking contract expire because she wasn't really, like, progressing the way that I was hoping she would after how long she's been wrestling. And, like, she just wasn't, like, she wasn't growing at the same rate as how I'm reading this. Like, Okay, but in the – if that was not said in the actual exit interview to Big Swole, then there was literally no reason for Tony Khan to say that is my point. Unless he told her that straight no, up look, and then you, said it okay. again later, then no, no, no. you don't – Here's the thing. You can be nice about something during an exit interview. And then if somebody wants to start talking shit later, then and then you can be like, look, no, okay, look, I was yes, being nice to you. Exit, when interviews, I fucking... exit interviews are supposed to be honest, though. Okay, so first of all, we don't even know if there was an exit interview. We know that they had conversations about whether or not to renew her contract, okay? Um, and it's I remember at the time that he, when she had first left, he came out and said, oh, you know, like I think she's a good wrestler and whatever. So that contradicts what he's saying now. But that, to me is what people are asking for now. They're like, oh, why couldn't you just say that she was a good wrestler and, like, leave it alone or whatever? He did. And then she kept fucking talking shit. Like, at a certain point, man, you can't just let somebody shit on your company after you've let them go for not thinking that they were good enough to be there. I don't know, man. I, I wouldn't think, fucking allow it. Well, 
I think as an owner myself, like if I was in his shoes rather, um, if that happened to me, I would let the people that have like say for instance the Captain Sean Deans and the Will Hobbs and the Jade Cargills and whoever else, um, even Thunder Rosa I think came out and passively aggressive was like mentioning it but not really like inadvertently, um, said something about it on our IG, but. I would let those people speak up for me to the point where I wouldn't have had to say anything on on Twitter, because of course that uh, was of course what Big Swole said when Fightful fucking published it was going to get huge traction. Here's the thing. Here's the thing about Tony though, and you can tell this from you. You can tell that he used to be one of those guys on fucking wrestling forums and shit that would have like drawn out arguments. Yeah. And I don't think that ever really left him. Would always have to have the last he's word. He's very yeah. reactive. Yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. No, I agree. Um, and he's he tries to be nice, but there's only so far he'll go before he's like, okay, fuck this shit. Look, you watch those uh those those commercial spots on Impact. Yeah. And you can tell like how he is. So acting surprised that if you're on what like your fourth fucking interview now taking shots, that he's gonna say something. I mean, come on, just. No, and, and trying to make it into a, oh, like he's being mean to the black woman thing. Shut the fuck up, man. Just shut the fuck up. I don't know. Not, that's not I, what it's about. I know that Leo He's Rush... being mean to a former employee yeah. because a former employee keeps trying to shit on his company for something that's not a real problem. Yeah. And... As stated by other people who you are trying to say the problem applies to who are straight up telling you no, it doesn't. Yeah. And we're talking about a company, by the way, that her daughter watches where Leo Rush and ACH just came from and said that they had issues with racism there. Right. So here's my thing. If Leo Rush really did go to TK and they really did talk like he said and everything and everything's good, I really hope that TK at the beginning of this next Dynamite or Dark or whatever like calls a meeting with everybody, not just the POCs, calls a meeting with everybody and just – if anybody has an issue, like open door that shit and like, hey, I'll yeah. be I'll be available after the show if you don't want to do it in front of everybody else. If you have a problem, we can talk about it and talk about the situation because he's really going to have to rope this in now because there are people out there on his roster that are kind of confused right now and don't know what the fuck is going on. Because they are friends with Swole on the outside, and then what she said, it's kind of like, okay, do I believe my friend or do I believe the owner of the company who's always been very hands-on with everything, kind of like right. Triple H and NXT type deal. So it's like you want to believe them, but you also want to believe your friend. So somebody's going to have to fucking reel everybody in and let them okay. know what's up. Think about it like this. Who else – okay, who from the AEW roster said something negative that was about her being right? Uh, no one, Nobody. No, no one defended her by name, but there were people that I think had an offense like Leo with what TK said in his tweet. That's different. Yes, I agree. But it wasn't just Leo. It was also Nyla Rose who said her head was swimming and she didn't know how she was going to react. So I don't know what way she's leaning either, but you Nyla would think, Rose you would, would think that she was, I know, I agree. I would no fucking diversity. I would that. agree with this. I'm just saying because she didn't come out straight away and say any names or what side she was on so it's very interesting to see which way she would go i agree with you that she would be on tk side in this but you never know the, the head swimming thing to me says i don't like what he says but i think that she's wrong so i don't know how to comment on this without because i don't like how he said it in somebody yeah right exactly that's that's what that reads out to me because if somebody says something that you agree with and then somebody claps back at them and you think that they're in the wrong for their clapback on top of them being wrong about the original complaint you're not that fucking confused okay that's how i read it <clears throat> i don't want to put words in anybody's mouth but that's how i read it i'm sure more will come about this as we go along because it is still fresh um i i don't see how more stuff doesn't come out about here's, this here's leo's full statement okay okay I want this to be clear. I do not consider this to be a diversity issue, 
and I at no point have thought or said that AEW or Tony is racist. We can all clearly see that wrestling as a whole and the AEW roster is perpetually diverse. The issue at hand was a racial insensitivity issue. Having spoken to Tony and Mega, we have discussed the endeavors to further understand the struggles of the black community. I am grateful to be able to understand more about Tony and Mega's own ethnic backgrounds and glad that they are actively seeking input from an African-American perspective. I am proud to work for a boss and company that try to make these strides in social equality. I look forward to working with Tony to keep making steps toward positive change. I pray that 2022 is a year of positive change in all aspects. Happy New Year and God bless. So, I mean, he's already straight up saying with um, the issue at hand was a racial insensitivity issue, and we can all clearly see that wrestling as a whole and the AEW roster is perpetually diverse. He's straight up saying that what Big Swell is talking about is not, like, adequate or, or relevant or true. With that sentence, yeah. So that's that's why I don't have a problem with him saying something back. Like you can you can fucking tone police or whatever, and be like, oh, like you know, I I I, I don't think you should have been mean to a former employee, or whatever. I don't care. I don't care. That doesn't bother me. He's if somebody's going to accuse me of running my company in a racist fucking way because I fired them and they happen to be a person of color, or I didn't renew their contract and they happen to be a person of color, and the reason I didn't is because I, I just legitimately didn't think their performance was good enough. And I have a bunch of other people of color in prominent positions. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna say something about it, period. So that's that's where I'm at on that. I, and, you know, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, well, uh, she's, she's going to feel the way she feels about it because she didn't get whatever push she wanted. And I'm sure that from her point of view, she might really believe that stuff, and that's fine. But I feel like nobody else is agreeing with her on that for a reason. We'll see how it unfolds further. Um, of course, like I said earlier, we know that Hobbs is taking the side of there definitely is diversity, and he's seen it. Obviously, he's part of it. Captain Sean Dean, Jade Cargill, um, a couple others, now Leo Rush with his statement. So we'll see how it goes. And uh, hopefully um, it's more positive stuff than negative stuff going forward. Oh, Jesus from Christ, both. you had the fucking private party go over the Young Bucks. I'm like, what, the second show? Yeah. Like, come on. All right. Nobody even knew who the fuck they were. Yeah. And then uh, don't forget um, Dante Martin. Yeah. I don't know why people don't know that he, he is black, guys. Yeah. Just so you know. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know. I don't and, their tag team, and their tag team was definitely going to be pushed to the moon before He's his brother got... He's constantly talking about his brother coming back and yeah. wanting to push him when he gets back. Yeah. Yeah, they'll know that they're, 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 they're if they get back together as a tag team, like legit when he comes back, because that's... I was liking the Dante Martin thing, but then in the back of your mind, you're like, well, what the fuck are they going to do with Darius when he comes back? Because they're yeah. a really good tag team. If you keep pushing Dante too much... You do the the Leo Dante Darius trios since we're doing trios apparently sometimes soon. I hope so. We'll get into that in a bit. <clears throat> let's go to um since we already kind of touched on it. Let's go to uh, WWE Day One. Okay. WWE Day One. I did not watch it. I will probably watch it maybe today if I have time because I'm gonna have to be up with the storm to make sure my house doesn't flood. Obviously. So well, let's, throw this, let's throw this caveat out there since we're probably gonna have to mention this. Neither one of us really watch that much WWE regularly Correct. anymore. Yes, so you probably won't hear a ton of WWE talk on this podcast, um, at least in the near future, unless something big changes. And it, if, if they make it good at some point. Yes, okay, so there's a few reasons why I got out of WWE. It's possibly because everybody that we liked is now in AEW. Yep. Um, or 
uh, or let go. Yeah, or just or fucking... let go. Yeah, because like like Buddy Murphy, for instance. Yep. This motherfucker came out and had a match with Okada right away. Like he wasn't good enough to be in your company, but he came out and had a match with Okada. And let's let's also look at this too. The people that we do like that are still there, they're not doing shit with them. You, what you got AJ Styles doing right now? Yeah. Losing what you got Osmos, Shinsuke doing right Osmos, now? Osmos, what do you what do you have Osmos, the New Day doing right now? Osmos. Like. Omas, Osmus, yes, Osmus. Um, but oh. yeah, so well, but here's the yeah. thing, uh, you know, and then you got your other people that because AEW is getting so big now, as mm. far as roster goes, you got Kevin Owens out there resigning with WWE instead because they offered him a shit ton of money that AEW was not able to offer him because they already have so many people tied up in contracts, and I believe that is a firm explanation of why they weren't able to offer him the same amount of money. Well, that, and they just, it's too crowded at the top right now. Yes, no, I, I completely agree, but I think Kevin Owens could come in and easily just go right after the TNT title. I feel like he's lost so much credibility from his time the last year or two. I don't think it would be, I don't think it would take that much time at all to build that back up in AEW. It would take one good fucking crazy PWG style hardcore match and he would be right back. I think that worked with Moxley. I don't think that would work as well with Owens, honestly. I don't know. I think Owens is just as good as on the mic when he wants to be. It depends on how much... It's kind of like Shinsuke. You can kind of tell they're going through the motions in WWE. Yeah. A lot of people are, and I think that's one of the reasons it took me out. And also, I think it was just, you know... Uh, it's... The the like, lack of crowds and the Thunderdome bullshit. Yeah. And you know, then and then you now, and then you yeah. and then you think in your head like oh maybe it'll get better when they got crowds back and now it's the exact same shows but just with crowds and it's not that much better, so it's kind of like throwing me out of it. I do like their women's division still. Yeah. I don't like their world championship divisions at all. I I mean I'm fine with Reigns. No, Reigns I don't. Is I mean, one of the yeah, Reigns is one of the best thing going yeah, right now. But, but here's like... the thing: you don't have anybody that can take out Reigns, and the only person that can take out Reigns is a part-time fucking Brock Lesnar. Yeah, they Doesn't definitely have not sense. done a good job building. You're not building other anyone. Up. You got one company that has too many people at the top, and another company that has two people at the top. What? Like what? What the fuck are you supposed to do with this? I don't understand. Okay, so I understand having I understand having big. Okay, so this is results now, but I understand having Biggie eat the pin to make sure that. He wasn't the one to come back and say that he's got a claim to. Yeah, because WWE. Belt. But that's also because. Okay, how many five boys have we had in AEW? For not a world any? title? Yeah, exactly. Not any. Not even a three way for a world title. I don't, I don't think. think we've had a five way at all. <laughs> this is Ever. my problem with WWE. Instead of having two or three different stories leading up into something that we care about because those wrestlers are good, let's just stick all five of them in a thing and then fucking have less. And I understand Lesnar was added in because. Uh, Roman got COVID, but it's still a four way before that. That's and two you different also matches. Could have just not had him go do that. Yeah, I don't understand. Like, um, so apparently Drew McIntyre is dealing with some injuries. Um, he's got uh, some kind of um, neck thing. Um, so he's gonna. Uh, the word is right now he's gonna have to take some time out. Um. By the way, speaking of. Uh... POCs. Really, the only three tag teams in fucking WWE are the Usos, the New Day, and uh, 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 Street Profits. I thought we were going to talk about McIntyre. Um, well, I'm just saying. I just thought about it because <laughs> the uh, New Day and Usos had the tag team match for the titles or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, New Day and, and Usos have been carrying that division for years yes, now. Yes, I agree. Like, literally years. Um, give, them in, give them in some times off. Um... 
the the amount of passing that belt back and forth that I'm they've surprised. done because there's nobody else is crazy. I'm surprised me. both Usos were able to make it on a January first uh, pay per view. <laughs> mm. Yep. Too soon. Well, maybe they they didn't have to drive. They just took a bus. Um. So the what I was getting at with the five man thing was I understand why Big E eats the pin there to stop him from having a, a legitimate claim to the belt when Lesnar wins it and to set up the Lashley thing. But I feel like they could have just as easily done like Owens or Rollins getting pinned. And then Big E just like has to take some time off or whatever for injury and, and doesn't come back to make any kind of claim or challenge. And you just run it basically the same way. But then he still whenever you feel like setting that up down the line, he's still got some kind of claim to a, a title shot. It doesn't, and he doesn't have to win it back, but it's just another program that you can set up where you just basically fucked it. Yeah. I don't know. I'm waiting for Goldberg to come back. Does, um, does Big E win the Royal Rumble to get back into it? Lashley, Lashley, be, Lashley beats Lesnar at... Lashley beats Lesnar at uh, Royal Rumble because of Roman's interference. Maybe Lesnar has two matches that night and has to fight both champs. Loses both or something like that, then you can have the Lashley versus uh, Biggie at either WrestleMania or the pay per view before WrestleMania, and then we could set up if he if he beats Lashley before WrestleMania, we could have the final. We could finally have Kofi versus Lashley at WrestleMania. It just, I see Kofi versus Biggie. Okay. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. Kofi versus Biggie. That's literally <laughs> what I meant to say. But uh, I don't know if you're going to be able to throw all that. I mean, if you if you're a WWE, you could, I guess, because you just do one week stories all the time, but yeah, so that's a lot. Of, um, that's a lot of story for a three month, four month period. Three month because if you're doing Royal Rumble, that's literally the end of the month. So yeah, three month period. Mm. But yeah, I would like to see that. I would like to have seen Big E versus Kofi last year. Um, what else do they have? I'm looking at the. Results because I don't even fucking remember. Liv and Becky Lynch. Yeah, so apparently they botched the ending on that. So the way that that was supposed to be was uh, Becky was supposed to use the ropes to like cheat in, but she wasn't close enough. So they they fucked up the ending because it just ended up being a clean pin. <laughs> so you know, uh, let's see. Drew McIntyre served. So this is the WWE shit. This is their. Um, they're fake shit. Uh, Drew McIntyre suffered a cervical neck strain with severe contusions, blah, blah, blah. But word is he actually is kind of banged up and won't probably going to have him take some time off. So writing him off of this, this injury angle, even after he won. Um, and then I guess they're going to have him come back and do something. But there was also the um, the Cesaro shit um, where he uh, – it was another kind of botch match too because – it was um, Cesaro versus uh, no, Cesaro and Ricochet versus Shane Cesaro and Ricochet. Rich Holland, Rich Holland. He got a yeah, he fucking smashed his nose yeah. up. Um, yeah. So they were supposed to win, obviously. Um, Sheamus and uh, Ridge Holland were supposed to win, but then that Ridge Holland shit happens. Um, no, they still won. Yeah, yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But the way that ended up happening was really stupid because Ridge Holland got so fucked up 
that he was supposed to make the it was pen basically or just Sheamus one on two. Yeah, yeah. And then he still wins. It, it's just weird. Like I, it was, I yeah. How, so see, we want to talk about fucking um, Big Swole and her comments, right? You still have. I don't. I mean, I don't even know if I should be saying this, but you still have people. I thought you weren't going to talk about this. One. No, I mean it's not really about that. It's just like <laughs> it's like piggybacking off that, like a different avenue. Okay. You still have whites that aren't. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> I don't know how to say this sensitively. Okay. <laughs> Might have to take a Tony Khan class soon. Still got them mayo monkeys out here. Listen, you still have Caucasians that are just are being held down just as just as bad as you think you're being held down, if that's what you yeah. thought. Cesaro has been with this company for how long? Yeah. Well, okay. Everyone the... and their fucking grandma knows that Cesaro should be a goddamn world champion by now. Why it's, is Cesaro a... not coming out bitching about it? Look, it's, it's one of those things, and I feel completely comfortable saying this. I don't give a shit. You can fucking, whoever wants to fight me about it can fight me. I literally fucking, I was I was one of a, a four-person team of organizers in my city who fucking organized the goddamn Black Lives Matter marches last year in my city. So you don't get to fucking come at me about this shit, acting like I'm, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, or I'm just being fucking racist or whatever. But the thing is, especially when it comes to diversity checkbox type shit that people will complain about, if somebody isn't getting a push and they're they're a person of color and then they say it's happening because I'm a person of color even despite other people of color getting pushes, that same logic never applies to the people who aren't people of color who are also not getting pushes for some reason. It's very fucking weird. It's like there's clearly a plethora of reasons that this can happen. It doesn't really match with the rest of everybody else's reality that are people of color and are getting pushes that it would that you're not because you are that. And then also there are people in your same situation who are not that can I, and can are I, okay. also not getting pushed. Can so I just what the say fuck one, are you talking about? I just want to say one thing that kind of really like really blows up her whole point because she's saying that she didn't call anybody racist because she finally released a tweet. I don't know if you read it or not. Mm-mm. She did a bunch of retweets the last couple of days, but she finally released her own tweet um, recently. And in it – she said that she didn't call anybody racist and that if they listen, you really need to listen to the podcast. Well, I mean, I wouldn't really have to listen. That's fucking word-for-word transcript. Yeah, I understand that. No, listen. I really, I wouldn't really have to listen to the podcast if you weren't being so passive-aggressive in your comments in the first place. You could just say what you mean, like a regular person. But she said, um, it's Sunday. T- take time to actually listen to the podcast instead of reading headlines and excerpts. Understand diversity isn't just a s- statistic. Counting us slash POC isn't the mindset. Not one time did I ever mention anyone as racist. Comprehension is key. Nobody said that you said they were racist. Yeah. They said that you're bitching about diversity, but there is diversity. So whatever you, you're, you're sitting here trying to, to play to this very specific word that literally nobody said that you said. Yeah. So who gives a shit? Anyway. Yeah, and Tony Khan's not saying that he's not racist because he's brown. He's saying he's not fucking – he's saying he, that his company is diverse right? because of two brown people being – Yeah, well, yeah, exactly, because of the stats. But he's using the stats. <laughs> he's a stats man. Yeah, he's he's a, a stats he is a stats man. I will give you that. He is a stats man. Um, it's just so fucking goofy. But I mean like you don't want to be labeled as a stat, but then that's literally all WWE has is stats as far as what they've done for 49 years and then the last two years. 
and you don't want it to be a stat, but if you were going to try to, to make any sort of argument about where people aren't making up a certain percentage or whatever the fuck of the diversity you want to see, that is a stat. Like, you could have uh, you could have fucking Private Party be tag team champions right now, but... But it's a stat. Because you're just pushing somebody just to push them because they're a POC. Right. Exactly. So you're, you're complaining about your position well, in the company. Were the two very prominent fucking Hispanic champions recently? What were their names? Oh, Phoenix and... Uh, the the, the, the Lucho, Lucho. Lucho... Yeah. Who are those guys? Those are... The... Yeah, come the fuck on. Yeah. Um, so, so I don't want to be labeled as a stat, but I would like to be a world champion because I'm a POC? Look, and we, we talked about Swole <clears throat> a while ago, and we both said that, you know, like, we, we both liked watching her wrestle. Like, she was... As far as like being on dark and stuff, I thought she and, like, had a good her, gimmick too. Her whole, yeah, and like her her music's catchy and everything, like whatever. Uh, her backstory was interesting, but like at a certain point, she wasn't really. I don't know. It's just like she wasn't really connecting that well. She wasn't didn't really, and it wasn't a booking thing because there are plenty. Of, look at fucking Fuego del Sol's booking. No, well, that, well, it can't be a booking thing when I think her record was twenty three and six. Yeah, so. It's it's like yeah it, it just some people connect with the crowd some don't Hook never even wrestled a fucking match yeah before he was connected with the crowd so it's not <sighs> well there's a reason why they call it the it factor right and some people have it and some people have a little bit of it and I even felt like she had a, I think she had oh no, yeah some. definitely no I agree she has some she, it she's pretty yeah, charismatic for sure and she was like strong and I'm not saying she was a bad wrestler but also she wasn't really like Kind of like I was saying earlier, it doesn't really seem like she was, like, growing. And it wasn't because she wasn't given an opportunity to, because, like you said, her fucking record was pretty crazy on Dark and Elevation yeah. and stuff. You wrestled so, you wrestled more than Adam Hangman Page last year. <laughs> right. See, I mean, seriously, though, well, she did. She, clearly, she should have been champion. Um, yeah, well, you I can't do that, because that's too many stats, right? I wonder if she was upset because she wasn't in the tournament. Maybe. I mean, I don't know if that... Well, what, did the tournament start after her release, though? Mm, I don't know. I have to go look. Or after her non-re-signing, I shouldn't say they, could have also they been... didn't release her. They just didn't re-sign her. Right. It could have also been planned before that too. Oh yeah, he's got like a year's worth planned already. Yeah. And what, what's got... the what's the craziest Binders thing? full of women. What's the craziest thing about TK is he has a year's worth ahead planned, and then still is signing people to put in. Yeah. In between. Well, like, that's that picture they took him at that Jaguars game where he had the fucking uh, had the. The full pay-per-view card yeah. for the pay-per-view that was like two months ahead, and it ended up being like that exact card. So yeah, I mean it's and that's the thing too. Like when he's talking about resigning people, if he doesn't have anywhere for you in the arcs that he's doing, and he doesn't really see a place for you to fit in, then yeah, I probably wouldn't resign either. Yeah. Okay. So let's. Uh, she also mentioned in her uh, show that she butted heads with Kenny Omega a few times as well. But Kenny Omega had nothing but yeah. good things to say about her as well. Yeah, well, Kenny's a really nice guy too. He's not gonna. I, I, when you when you watch Kenny's like out of character interviews and stuff, I can't imagine him saying really talking shit about anybody. Like he's he's got that kind of dry sarcasm when he's doing his like talking shit about WWE thing yeah. and whatever. In and what fucking universe or Dominic reality Dick or whatever? Head. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, 
In what but like, fucking reality are you better than me? I use that gif all the time. I want to, I I say it all. I literally say it all the time, just like he did in the interview too. It's so funny, dude. Like especially like work related shit. I'm like, in what fucking reality do you think I'm about to get that done in an hour? Like you know, shit like that is so funny. I use it all the time. But yeah, I can't imagine him really talking shit about anybody, especially not like other wrestlers, because he's got such an active interest in the. The women's division, too, from what we've heard. Yeah. Um, which, of course, Jim Cornette will tell you is because he wants to fuck all of them. But pretty sure he's not even entirely straight. So you can make that same argument about the men's division if that was your fucking, <laughs> if that was your angle here. So is that what Fit Finley wants to do, too? Yeah, apparently. I mean, come on. Literally man. anybody who ever so fucking just because it's Kenny Omega, Yeah, exactly. So it's just yeah. Kenny Omega, nobody else well, then? His, his argument was that the reason that Riho was the champion was because they were involved or something. Uh, I don't, like, I don't. I'm not a huge Cares. Riho guy, honestly. I'm not. I'm not either. And it's not that, like she's one. Of, she's another one of those people that connects with the crowd that doesn't connect with me. Yeah. Because like, there's no way I can. And I hate to say it, but I'm kind of with Cornette on this. But she's just so small. Yeah. That I don't find Dude, she's like when smaller she does than cross bodies and she's stuff. She's smaller very, than AJ Lee and Sasha Banks, bro. Like she's smaller than fucking Marco Stunt. Yeah. I can suspend my belief. And even then, it's hard for, like, Sasha and AJ Lee, but Jesus right. Christ, dude. Riho? Yeah. I was supposed and to believe that she's superplex Nyla Rose. Come on, man. But the the thing about Riho versus, like, an AJ Lee, too, is that AJ Lee has, like, visible definition on her muscles, even if she's, like, real small. So you can kind of look at it like she's, like, a little fucking pit bull or whatever. Whereas you don't really get that feeling with Rio. Rio's I mean, just like a skinny like girl. Big respect to Rio for being that small and still taking bumps yeah. and shit like that. Like no. And joke. she sells great. Yeah. Like she's. Well, she's probably selling I, I like her. <laughs> it's not that I don't like her as a wrestler. I like watching her matches, but there's times during her matches where I'm just like, bro, come on. I mean, you, so, you cross bodied her. If you cross bodied me, I would literally fucking stand there and watch you bounce off yeah, me. Come on. So so okay. I want to see. I want to see if we're in agreement here. Are we in agreement that the best women's champion in AEW so far is Sheeta? No. Really? Britt Baker. Britt Baker. Come on. Britt Baker has done nothing with her run so far. Uh, okay. I mean, if you feel that way. She did way better matches on her way to the title. But as far gonna, as actual championship runs. Yes. Okay, but championship run also includes character work to me. And you don't think she has gotten better with her character work? Are you, I think she's gotten or do better, you, but I don't do think, think she's Britt Baker, Baker. You think Britt Baker's matches have far outweighed... Sheeta's character work, though? Yes. To the point where she has a better fucking championship run than Sheeta? Yes. Disagree. 100% okay. disagree no, on that one. Sheeta's by she'd, far I think Sheeta's by champion. far a better wrestler. Well, obviously she's a better wrestler, but she, yeah. had, she had a fucking better run, too. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't know about it. I don't even, Brits defended it, what, twice? She beat Tay Conti and who? Um, she beat, um, and we're not talking about when she won the title. I'm not talking, I'm not counting that. I'm not talking about the Sheeta match. She did the, uh, red velvet shit. Oh my God. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. She's had a better run than Sheeta. Yeah. No, she hasn't. I think so. Not even close. I, I like, again, like, it's just the character work thing. I think she's a better, I think she's a more interesting champion. I think she's going to continue being a more interesting champion. Dude. I'm not a weeb at all, but Sheeta is by far the best so far. Rio is actually the worst, in my opinion, so far. Also, 
She, I mean, Baker did fucking. She just wrestled um, Riho not that long ago, like a month mm, ago. Yeah, you're right. But like I said, I, Riho doesn't do anything for me, so that match ain't gonna do nothing. I never thought Riho was gonna beat Britt Baker. Baker also defended against um, Nyla Rose at one point. Wild champion. Yeah, it was back in. It was like last summer. She's been champion for a long fucking time. She was still the longest reigning, and probably had. By far the more uh, defenses as well, because I'm pretty sure she fought Nyla twice. She fought the um, the chick that won the Japanese tournament as well, yeah. that everybody thought was kind of finally beat Sheeta, and she didn't. Um, Sheeta, I believe, even beat, beat Britt while she was champion. All right, let me look up. Um, I'm gonna look up all Britt Baker's matches. Yeah, I want to. I, I, I would like I know to know how many fact, defenses she has, because maybe she's maybe she's been she champion longer than I thought, but. I know, know Sheeta definitely has more defenses than her. She definitely wrestled Nyla. Sheeta had the fucking title pretty much the entire pandemic. At least no crowd pandemic, I should say. Okay, let's. See. Oh, she had the Abaddon match too. Or Abaddon. Abaddon. Okay, yeah, yeah. Who did? Uh, Brit. Yeah. Oh, I don't remember that one. It was well, I remember it was when Hater was there too. It was during the Halloween show. And Halloween yeah, was on a. That show was um, the 27th of October. Okay. So it had to it be a rampage. rampage. Yeah, it had to be a rampage. Let's see. I'm trying to go back to when she first won the... Okay. So she won the title May 3rd. Okay. Okay. She beat Nyla Rose at uh, Fighter Fest. Okay. And she beat Red Velvet. She beat Chris Statlander. You forgot about that one. Um, she beat Ruby Soho. Yes, for, of course. Ruby's, how the fuck would we miss that one? That's the main one. She beat Anna J. She beat uh, Ashley D'Ambois or whatever. But, you know, that's Jericho Cruz. I don't know if really kind of... <laughs> I, I uh, love how you said Anna J. Like, that was supposed to mean something to me. I mean, it's a defense. I'll give you that. But it don't mean I mean, shit. on a rampage. No, I get it. No, I, I'm with you. It counts as a defense, but you said her name like it was somebody. Like, she beat Bret Hart or some shit. Okay, Anna J. So what? Anna Jay is basically the Brett Hart. Dude, I will slap the shit out of you. <laughs> hey, did you watch that fucking It was insane. Oh, my God. I can't God. wait to get to that. We're going to talk about AEW in a minute after this little thing right here where we compared the two right, champs. So then she beat Abaddon. Are you counting them? Do you want to count them? you want to tally them? Let me and she beat... Where is my pen at? No, I have oh, a pen up in here somewhere. Where is my pen? Yeah, yeah, and then she beat Taikon too. Okay, so how um, Alright, so let's count. Where did these things come from? One, know. two, three, four, five. Are we counting the Jericho no, Cruise? They don't count it. I'm not counting it. Six, seven, seven. Seven. Okay, and how many defenses did Sheeta have? And what was her reign? What, how many days has uh, Britt had it so far? She's had it since May 3rd, so. That's a lot of days. Yeah, math. Math. A lot of days. That's the number. We don't, we don't like hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm going to just look up AEW Women's Champion. You keep going. Women's Championship. So, uh, Sheeta actually held it for a little bit under a year. So she won it on May 23rd and lost it. Yeah, 372 days. 372 days. No, that's not. It can't be right. That's what it says on here on Wikipedia. May 23rd. Oh, May 30th. I'm sorry. I thought it said May 3rd. So over a year. Just a little bit, yeah. Okay. And had. So. so or it doesn't she say defense. Christy Janes, whoever the fuck that is. Um, actually, that was, let's that not was, count title matches. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. That's not a title match. She beat Penelope Ford. 
Which is the Anna J. Yeah, I was about to say, yeah, okay. Like, I was about to say, that's Anna J, bro. So, like, calm down. You you said her name with such disdain there, Jim Ross. Fucking Chucky. Uh, she beat Big Swole. Okay. Oh, Big Swole had a championship match? That sounds pretty diverse. All right, and then we got um, Thunder Rosa at All Out. Boom. That's a good one. Uh, Nyla Rose. That's a good one. Anna J. No. Abaddon. And no. Uh, Rio. After uh, not Riho, but Rio Mizunami. Yeah, that's a good one. At least that was and a really good match, anyway. Ty Conti. Okay. And then uh, Rebel. For the title. Which, yeah, it was for the it was well it was the Eliminator. Oh, where if she won, she got a title shot. Title. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. So how many? But how? Why doesn't they have the fucking defenses on here? Usually they put the. De- so it's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Eight, and I'm not counting the eliminator because that wasn't for the title. Got you. So we'll go eight. So eight. Eight does sound right because I feel like I was going to say eight before because I feel like uh, what's his face was saying it all the time. Uh, Excalibur. So in so in half the time, Baker has had almost as many matches for the title. Yeah. Well, I mean, she had to make up for the year that she was gone with. Oh, here we go. Here we go. The excuses. Uh, let's see. She'd have never beat Chris Statlander. Okay. That was a good match, too. How do you feel about them uh, doing that Statlander um, uh, Hirsch stuff? You been keeping up with that? Uh, I like Layla Hirsch. I do, too. I also like... Kinda, uh, it seems like they're turning her heel. I also like the indie chick, uh, Slamovich. I hope she comes in soon. Mm. I hope that they can make that a tag team, honestly. Them, too. So there, awesome. so there you go. Pretty much... I mean, as far as her time frame, Britt is a more prolific champion so far in defenses, and her character work is better. She's not. So, she doesn't have better matches though. She hasn't had better matches. The same people. She hasn't had better matches than Sheeta. I thought that the Ty Conti match was better than Sheeta's Ty Conti match. Okay. And kind of the Nyla Rose one was better too. I thought. Mm, I'm gonna disagree thought, with that I one. Baker, nah, I'm just, I thought no. Baker and Nyla Rose was really good. Nah. I mean, it, it was, was good. Two, I'll it, that. it was. I think it was interesting because of the the two heel thing, was, which is why it was more interesting. It was good. Me. I just feel like uh, the only thing I didn't like about Sheeta's run is that people started to turn on her for some reason. Like a lot of people that carried the torch through the pandemic got turned on. Like Drew McIntyre got turned on. It was the um, Sheeta got turned on. It was fucking weird. Okay, but again, that that goes right back into her character work. Like, did it get better over time? Yes. But was it I was like... I say, Drew McIntyre's character work got better over time, too. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it's, it's one of those things with Sheeta where I feel like she gets a little bit stale because she can't... Um, there's not, like, a whole lot that she can do... I mean, I will give you, like, her lack her of character. facial expressions, and she is getting better in English, but it's yeah, not much better. better she's definitely, I mean, way better than some other people. Um, Andrade. <laughs> I like Andrade. I just shouldn't yeah, be talking shit. Anyway, but you know I what? Really, I really do like Andrade. You know what Sheeta reminds me kind of of, though? Is she doesn't get the respect kind of like Charlotte until she goes out there and has a fucking crazy match, and everybody's like, oh, damn, she's actually pretty good. But then it could, get, like, two weeks later. Yeah, two weeks later, they'll be like right <laughs> back on her ass, though, for no yeah. reason. I'm like, do you not remember the awesome match she just had? Yeah, yeah that's what it reminds me of, kind of. <sighs> well, I'm still going to go with Sheeta, but I, I'm not as angry at you for picking Britt Baker. 
Because I was pretty heated. Not? I was like, no. Like, she still ain't going to have nowhere near the fucking title reign that she'd have. Look, I, I mean, I as, guess she'd win by default days, because she'd be As far as four. days, she's going to clearly have more defenses at this point. Do what? What do you think about uh, Tony Storm coming in? How's that going to fuck with stuff? Is she coming in? I would assume. I don't assume because she flew back to Australia right as soon as she asked for the release and was granted it. I think there's something. Yeah, going she's on with taking the some time off to go back home for a little bit, and then she's gonna she's gotta wrestle eventually. Do I think no, they should you. sign her? Fuck yes. Like one hundred promotions in Australia. One. <laughs> there's like one or two. Yeah, she's gonna go one, wrestle where the fucking iconic used to work. One hundred percent think that she should. Uh, definitely be signed by Tony Khan. Like, like yeah. not even question. Her and Ember Moon. Ember Moon should have already been hired, but whatever. Yeah, Ember Moon. That's I don't know if Ember Moon is chilling, like done, or if like. Ah, she can't be done, bro. I don't know. She's got she saves up her money right and just doesn't give a fuck anymore. In history. Mm. What, who? What female has a better finishing move than Ember Moon? Red Baker. What the fuck? It's tied to a dentist gimmick. Dude. She pulls out a whole fucking glove for it. Oh, my God. Damn. Okay, so she's Mick Foley. Congratulations. She puts thumbtacks in people's mouth. Dude. Bro. Amber Moon does a goddamn twisting Stone Cold <laughs> stunner off the top rope. Yeah. There's nothing so that does, beats that. So does Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy, Jesus Christ. Anyway. Lone Dog Millionaire. Right. Dog we got to get into some more AEW stuff. Okay, so let's talk about... Now that we've recognized our queen as Britt Baker, moving on. Disagree. We talk about my queen as Jade, because I love me some Jade Cargill. Yeah, me too. I love me some Jade Cargill, bro. God damn. Woo! That's one of them diversity hires I can get. Oh, my God. And in front (laughs) and upside down. Jade Cargill is No, she's fucking great. Yes. And she's a little bit green. Yeah, obviously. Some of her wrestling is kind of like, all right, like, okay, I can see where... That was a little bit sloppy. Dude, her first she, match she, was better than some people's fucking yeah, exactly. the tag team matches she had with Cody like, and Shaq. Holy yes, shit. I feel like people are way too hard on her for the amount of time that she's had doing it. Yeah. And for the like the character work she brings, her fucking look is super unique as far as like, just being a goddamn giantess. Think about this. Then, think about this. That was her first match, right? With Shaq. Yeah. With Shaq. As her fucking partner, right? Also, it wasn't goddamn Bret Hart on the other side of the ring with him. I don't remember if we were doing shows back when that happened, but Shaq was fucking good. Yeah, yeah, he did good too. Uh, that was great. Here's the thing. I mean, I mean, quality producers backstage putting together matches. I mean, that's what yeah. happens when you got fucking Jerry Lynn, uh, Arn Anderson, Dean Malenko, Sean Dean back there. Yeah, exactly. Fucking good, good <laughs> shit. Actually, I don't know if Sean Dean was hired in that role yeah, back by then. I don't either. But, um, you got fucking people you know hating what? on Hook. Did Let you me, see that? I went aside. back and forth. Fucking, I really wish they had signed Sugar Dunkerton. Yeah, but he went to WWE, didn't I don't, he? I don't know if he wanted to be signed, but I imagine he did. But I don't know if maybe the Pineapple Pete shit, he was just kind of like, all right, like, I don't want that to be stuck. I don't want to be stuck with that, like, permanently or whatever. But it would have been a cool I've, coming out moment, though, if he would have just shedded that fucking gimmick eventually. Like, have him stay in that gimmick. And then almost like a Miro type shit, where he's like, mm. you know what, fuck this, I'm done playing games, and then come out and be whoever he's, he wanted to be. He's one of the few guys they had as like extra guys or whatever who I've kept up with, even after they stopped using him, because he's just he's really fucking good. So, but anyway, we've had people hate on Hook for his first for match. the bear match. Oh, because no, 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 not the bear match. The first match. I went back and forth with somebody on the first match. 
I have not had because I have not seen anybody complain. You want to bet me, bro? I'll fucking pull it up. No, I believe that you have, but I said I have not. Listen, seen anybody so this is what I said. It. I tweeted out on our uh, podcast Twitter, which you can follow at the MonsterCast on Twitter. I believe that is it. Um, if I'm wrong, then you'll be following somebody else. Uh, <laughs> if I'm not back, if I'm not back in five minutes, just wait longer. If they say some weird <laughs> shit, I don't know. Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, fucking, I said. Hypothetically, I said, uh, if Hook goes out here and has a really good match mm-hmm. for his first match ever, it's his first professional match ever, do we include him into the pillars of AEW? So after the match aired and everybody mm-hmm. went fucking nuts, right? Because, you know, it was a good fucking match. He was smooth as fuck in the ring, by the way. He was good as yeah. shit. You're getting trained by fucking Cody Rhodes and the Nightmare there was, Factory. There was and one your dad spot is that I was kind of, that was weird, but the rest of it was good. It was, like, really good. Anyway, so he had a fucking really good match. And the dude comes back at me in response to my tweet and saying, no, I wasn't impressed. You're a fucking idiot. How were you not impressed with somebody's first professional match with Fuego Del Sol being as good okay, as it was? Okay, hold on now. Let's not shit on Fuego, because Fuego... Okay. Fuego was a big this... part of why that match was good. No, I agree. But I will not, I'm not going to sit here and fucking act like Fuego Del Sol was goddamn Kurt Angle either. Fuego Del Sol is the Bret Hart. Dude, stop saying. Uh... Okay, if we, if we mention Bret Hart one more fucking time on this goddamn podcast, bro. No more Bret Hart references on this the podcast. the Bret Hart of, the, of Cody's school. Anyway, Hook was from. fucking great. And he came out looking like goddamn super punch out guy with the green shorts. A Mac? Yeah, you know, I, a little I, Mac, I, yeah. I, was, I felt like he looked more like fucking I thought, Sagat. I kept hair. calling him Lil Mac, dude. I kept calling him Lil Mac. That shit was so funny. I was like, dude, he's the super punch-out guy, dude. It's nuts. <laughs> he's fucking Lil Mac. Right on! <laughs> right on! <laughs> yeah! Yeah! Piece of cake! Yeah, piece of cake. Good shit. But yeah, I, um, I had it out with that guy. And I was like, you gotta be fucking kidding me. And then I had it out with somebody else because they... They ha- we had it broken down into, like, different sets of- because everybody was complaining about all the WWE signs from AEW over the last year, which is completely fucking bullshit. And statistics say that it wasn't that many people. It just feels like it is because they were guys that are already in prominent roles because WWE was letting go of top guys. Mm. That's not AEW's fault. If you had a fucking company, you would have been signing them, too. You're telling me that if you were fucking running a company and they fucking got rid of goddamn Aleister Black, you wouldn't sign him? You wouldn't sign Daniel Bryan? Are you yeah. fucking dumb? You wouldn't be around very long. So, anyway, so I was going back and forth. We had the different tiers, and they had, like, the four the four uh, pillars, right? So you had the MJF, the Darby, the Sammy, and the Jungle Boy, right? I, I believe that's the four that everybody associates the with. The Jungle Boy. Right? I love Jungle Boy. Yeah. Yeah, but why do you say the jungle boy? I don't know why I said it. Yeah. I don't know why I said anyway. the. My bad. Um, and the Bret Hart. So. And the Bret Hart. So, and then of He's course. the Bret Hart of the four And pillars. of course. Uh, <laughs> 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 and Britt Baker. A lot of people say Britt Baker obviously is included in that. So we'll say five, right? Um, but then I, but the then we had like tier two and tier three. And in tier two, I was putting like, um, I was putting, uh, oh shit. Who did I put in tier two? I put a bunch of young dudes in tier two. Anyway, okay. And then in like tier three, I was putting a hook, Lee Moriarty. Um, oh yeah, Lee Moriarty's a fucking. Dude, good isn't he fucking great in the ring though? I don't like his gimmick, but his fucking in ring yeah. work is insane. Yeah. 
Anyway, so I did Lee Moriarty, Hook. I think Jade Cargill was either in Tier 2 or Tier 3. I want to say Tier 3, even though it looks like she'll be bumped up to Tier 2 very soon if she wins this fucking TBS title out the gate. And mm. then uh, I can't remember who the fuck the other the fourth one was. But anyway, I mean, they've got three levels of four yeah. and five people that are super fucking young that they have under contract for multiple years that are going to be insanely popular on their fucking program. You have I mean, to. Hook, you have. To, Hook and Darby Allen are going to carry that fucking company. Dude, you have me. to hire people like CM Punk, Daniel Bryan, Malachi, Andrade for the now, right? So that you can build up those guys. Because guess what, guys? If you didn't have any of those top guys, you didn't have your Cody's, you didn't have your Adam Cole's, you didn't have all that stuff, and you only had those three tiers of young people that I just had. Who's watching it? I don't know who these guys are. Right. You have to give them fucking time. We're not going out there with fucking 21-year-old guy and fucking winning the world title. This isn't goddamn WCW and fucking Bill Goldberg, did, you know what I'm saying? Why did, WC, why did WCW hire Lex Luger? Like, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. So you're telling me you your first Nitro, you're going head-to-head with fucking WWE Raw, right? And fucking Lex Luger becomes available. Even Eric Bischoff didn't want to sign him, and guess what he did? He signed him. You know why? Because he knew it was the fucking smart thing to do to get eyes on his product. As soon as you see Lex Luger walk out, you're like, what the fuck? I'm telling my friends who are watching Raw, hey, man, Lex Luger just fucking showed up on fucking Nitro, and everybody yeah. turns over. Like, there's, this, uh, there's a business. Alistair. To... Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Or Malachi, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So how do you feel about the, the Pillman Jr. shit they're doing? I love it. But I don't know where they're really going with it, which is probably why I love it so much. I don't know if Julia is going to turn into, like, an Alexa Bliss-type deal and join the House of Black. I mean, it doesn't have to be, like, straight up. Just I think darker. Pillman joins the fucking House of Black. Here's the thing. I was thinking Griff was going to. Yeah, I don't think he could pull it off that good. I think Griff is better than you think he is. I, th- I never say he's not good. I just think his like his look and his character wouldn't really fit for that. I don't think Pillman works for that because they've already connected him so much to his dad. Exactly. That's the thing, though. He, like, taps into that dark, fucking weird, crazy shit his dad used to do. Yeah, maybe, but we all we can both agree that they're bringing in Brody King, though, right? Him and fucking Malachi just come out with guns. I mean, they're clearly bringing, <laughs> they're clearly bringing in Brody King to team up with Alex. Yeah, he, well, he already said something about a king. He said, yeah. In one of his promos, yeah. yeah. I, I figured he was He's talking, talking to somebody else, and it was we think it's Brody yeah. King, yeah. So I don't know where they really go with it at this point. Maybe neither one of them go, and it's Julia, and Julia goes with the House of Black. And it's Alistair, or it's Malachi. I'm looking at an Alistair Black figure on my fucking wall, sorry. So I keep saying Alistair. Yeah. So it's Malachi Black, Brody King, and Julia is the new house of black group or whatever and then maybe i mean because they already kind of teased uh the varsity blondes splitting up already yeah they've been having a little bit of friction um yeah i i could see them doing a sort of um not exactly the same thing but kind of like when bullet club beat the shit out of kenny omega and then he just came out with him one week and he was like a com- like totally different because he realized like hey, i'm not going to keep winning by myself or whatever and that's how they do the turn for pillman or whoever they end up doing it for I can see I can see Black beating Pillman and then Pillman just kind of like, you know, or how they did the um, the Buddy Murphy Seth Rollins shit kind of too maybe. Yeah. Yeah. It could be good. Um, I think it would have to change his look a little bit. I don't know how long the the mullet thing is gonna last. Friend of the show Brian Pillman, Jr. Um, <laughs> could uh <laughs> could definitely make that work. I just um, I, I'm definitely interested in it because I don't know where it's going either. 
a lot of different ways I can take it. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting for sure. I don't, I don't really know either, and that's the beauty of AEW. He motherfucker, yeah. he has it lined up in a year's advance, and you still don't know what the fuck's gonna happen. The the thing is too, I feel like if Tony Khan died for whatever reason, like the way that he's written shit out for so long, whoever ended up taking over stuff for him would be good for like two years. I'll just read his fucking notebooks. Yes. Hey, load out the man's EWR or whatever. <laughs> see what he was doing this month. Um. Did you see where he was talking about uh, in his old wrestling sim game? He had already done the the Adam Cole Kenny Omega storyline that he's doing now, mm. and he kind of gave it away because Kenny Omega's not there right now. Yeah. So you know that there he's like leading to that or whatever when it wasn't certain before. I thought that was interesting. But it's gonna be good because the young bucks think they have Adam Cole on their side right now because of the miscue between Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole, and they saved the day. Whereas they don't know, but they're going to get fucking turned on by Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish, and then they're going to get their ass. Speaking of, yeah, what about it? Fucking the continuity from NXT. Has anybody ever done that before? No. No. I can't. I can't. I mean, aside from, I mean, you could kind of not. Okay, so WWE directly... doesn't even recognize NXT continuity-wise okay. when they get called up, dude. Like, what that, the that's okay. So this is what I was gonna say, though. So you kind of had it a little bit with the Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens thing when they went to NXT a little bit, but not really. But other than that, I can't think of anything similar. And even that was just like a oh, we know that these two have been off and on friends forever. It wasn't like a direct continuation of an active storyline. That that's been interesting. But they do have to square that away before they can do the Kenny Omega thing, because otherwise it doesn't really make any sense for Cole to align himself with O'Reilly before that's resolved. Yeah. But then also, they can't do the BTE, you fucking killed Adam Cole with a poison monster energy drink thing on television either. Yeah. So they have to come up with a secondary reason why that split would happen on TV. Why don't they just do it where uh, Adam Cole and Bobby Fish and Kyle Riley just turn on him because it was... They were beating him every fucking week on in ratings. Oh, come on. They don't want to do that. They don't want to bring attention to that. I don't think. Why wouldn't they? It makes AEW look good. It makes AEW look bad though, because then you're having them come over and beat your guys, and they. But were you're the only beating. But you're only show. beating them until Omega comes back, though. Of course, you're going to beat you three on two. Okay, but then should characters in a wrestling show care about ratings for their wrestling show? Well, I mean, I care that you're trying to put me out of business, and make cost cost me my job. Yeah. Uh, a, I don't know. Well, I'm just saying, you're the one looking for it's a too reason. Meta. I don't think so. Meta. I don't know. I think it's good. It's better than whatever the hell. I mean, you have nothing, so I win. Um, no, I, if I were to do it, I would say that um, Kenny Omega comes back before the split, and then Adam Cole feels like they're they like abandoned him or something. Like they had the chance to come over with him or whatever, and they were offered shit. And like, if you want to make it about companies, I think that's the way to do it. Like, oh, y'all had the chance to come and like have my back and shit, and you just decided to start your own thing and. With this fucking guy and blah, blah, blah. Be like that. I think it would be cool to see Omega come back and be like, and they they allude to the 
AEW NXT ratings without specifically saying it, but we all know what the fuck they're talking about type of deal. And then Adam Cole can say, well, you won all those championships, but you never won the one I had type deal. Like, you didn't come over and take my title from me. <laughs> and you know what Omega would say? Who gives a shit about your <laughs> developmental title? I, no, I, I fucking I, IWGP championship. Dude, I, well, I mean, the Impact title, he's counting, dude. He's counting two fucking Impact titles. So, I mean, come on. Yeah. But, yeah, the NXT title is more prestigious than the fucking Impact title. Let's be real. Okay, but it's not more pre- prestigious than fucking IWGP he's or the IWGP. collecting all these titles, and I'm saying, AEW or you AAA that I didn't or... get mine. You could have came and got yeah. mine, you didn't come get mine. So, I mean, that, that that's something, too. They could do. Especially when fucking Red Dragon over in NXT was fucking champions forever. I feel like and they have the, to hear about how the Young Bucks are the greatest tag team of all time. Yeah, they could that that could be part of it too. Just have a whole tag team thing where it's like Red Dragon ends up getting the championship belt after the Bucks lose a title shot or something. Dude, I I got to hear more of this Red Dragon fucking theme song on AEW dude. They yeah, cut the it, fucking eight seconds of dude, it. Dude, I was, I was like, like, come on, man. They threw up the Red Dragon uh, graphic and then the Adam graphic. Boom came out. I'm like, what the fuck, dude? No, not the Boom. <laughs> Adam Boom. Not the Boom. Not <laughs> that should be his name. Adam Budge Boom. Um, the, uh... The great PW, uh, PWC, uh, or Pro Wrestling, uh, T's shirt. Adam Cole dressed yeah, up as Adam Budge. Bomb. And it's called Adam Boom. That'd be a great shirt, dude. I like the, the Dark Order Adam Cole shirt. That was funny. I have, uh, I don't know if you've seen it or not. I wore it on my last stream on Twitch, but I got, I was wearing the, uh, Evil Uno... Chibi shirt. It was exclusive for a Pro Wrestling Crate. It's awesome. Love that shirt. No, I and then I rated Evil Uno on Twitch. So oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I was I had the while well, I had the shirt on. I saw he was live. I was like, damn, I'm wearing the Evil Uno shirt. I might as well fucking rate him. That'd be cool. So I'm I, I'm sure he appreciated my four viewers that I had that <laughs> I came over. <laughs> All right. So what else in AEW? Okay. So okay. So best. Okay. Best signing of AEW in 2021. Ryan Danielson. You already know where I'm going. CM Punk. Yeah, of course. I, I mean, not even in question. CM Punk. So the best the, signing the, in wrestling the... in 2021. Okay. That so show. The... That show will never fucking die. That show, as a whole, will live on forever. The first 30 minutes of that show. I would say he had the best debut. Well, obviously, easily. But as far as the the best signing, I feel like comes down to potential impact and the matches that you can have. With Brian Danielson there and like the the profile and elevation of those matches is I think more than what CM Punk is going to be able to do. CM Punk, what he's doing right now is great. Like it's a it's a really cool part of the show and everything. But I I as far as and you know not to use the moving the needle thing in a ratings way, but moving the needle as far as like quality of the product. Yeah. I feel like Brian Danielson far and away beats out well, CM Punk. That. And I, I like Punk. Well, we, we're going to agree that Daniel Bryan is a better wrestler than CM Punk. It's not even close. But CM Punk as a storyteller and on the mic is still way better than Daniel Bryan in my opinion. What I what I think CM Punk brings to the table is you never know what the hell he's going to say on live mic, especially now. Um, I also right. love the fact that he's all in pun intended, I guess. With yeah. AEW, like we saw when he wore the face paint and the sting fucking tights, he'll wear shorts, he'll wear the old school tights, he don't give a fuck. Like, he puts a lot of thought into it, he has time to put thought into stuff, and the thoughts that he's coming up with are being accepted by people uh, that are higher up in the back, like TK. Um, I also like the fact 
that he could potentially win any title, and I wouldn't have any issue with it at all, even after seven years off. He's already teased being in a tag team. He's already teased being in a trios. He's already teased going after the world title on TV. He could do any of those things. Um, I The only thing that's concerning me about Punk right now is I feel like the Darby Allen match has been his best match so far. And that was his first match back. And that's weird to me. What do you think? Do you think that's been his, like, as far as wrestling goes? As far as wrestling goes, I think the Darby Allen match was his best. And um, he's kind of, I wouldn't say regressed, obviously, but he just hasn't had as good of matches as that Darby Allen match to me. So that's, I mean, that's my main concern with uh, CM Punk. And then you've got, but he, he definitely has the best debut for sure of 2021. It's not even close. Um, the best signing, if you're going to take everything into consideration, if you're going to take the, if you're going to take uh, the wrestling aspect and the promo aspect and everything else, I want to say Adam Cole might actually be the best signing of 2021 because he's yeah, way younger. Consider the yeah longevity, yeah. and then also just the symbolic, like we took your best fucking guy. Yeah. In this marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. <laughs> so maybe. Yeah. I mean, dude, it's it's nuts. It, it's crazy. Like literally, the top five signings would all be AEW. Who did WWE sign that would even be on the list? Omos. Was that, did they even sign him in 2021? Was I that don't before? know. Yeah, I don't even know. Um, who did they get? Uh, didn't they get that? They got the Japanese. Uh, the they got the guy? Japanese chick. Oh yeah, Gable Stevenson or whatever his name is. Yeah. yeah. I guess, but how can you call that the best signing if we don't even know what the hell he's gonna be? He could be a total bomb. Um, but yeah, you got. But you've got uh, you've got Malachi Black, you've got Andrade, you've got Adam Cole, Brian Danielson, um, CM Punk. You know, their best Ruby. Okay, you forgot about the uh, the Veer Mahan. Come on, man, don't get me started on that shit. Although I he's I, coming to Raw, dude. I give props to the WWE Twitter thing though. That was funny. And that they clearly knew what the fuck they were doing. Sin, beer, yeah. That shit was funny as fuck. And of course, Taz, who always takes himself way too seriously, had to jump in. And yes, it was funny, but it was still like, come on, Taz. Come on, man. Oh, I, I didn't even see what you said about it. Of course he... You know he replied to it, bro. It looks like what Taz has been designing fucking Hook shirts, too, by the way. I haven't seen Hook shirts. They're very plain. It looks like uh, the old NXT when they were about to go on... Uh, the USA Network, and they've made a shirt for everybody. Does it just say Hook? Yes, it does. It's a white shirt that okay. says Hook in black. And they have I mean, another one cool that though. says Sin Hook. And Sin is in red. It's literally pinned on Taz's uh, thing, or an orange, I should say. It says Sin in like Taz's old school font, and then Hook. So you've got a Hook shirt and a Sin Hook shirt. Uh, I kind of like the plain white shirt. I just can't wear white shirts. Yeah, I can't either. I um, want to. I just can't. I bought white bed sheets. <clears throat> that was a fucking mistake. Because I just uh, I 
Okay. So I like scratch myself in my sleep. <laughs> so I wake up and just dried blood all over my fucking cheeks. Like, okay, cool. I'm trying to find where he replied to this. It wasn't that long ago. I don't feel like Yeah, it. I don't see it either. I was just looking. Uh, yeah, but uh, Veer Mahan, probably the best WWE signing. Um, and then... Maybe he deleted it. I don't think Taz would delete it, though. Oh, Mercedes Martinez. Don't forget her. Oh, yeah, yeah. I didn't... It took me a second to realize who the fuck she was. I thought it was going to be... I thought it was going to be Mia Yim at first, and I was like, no, that's Mercedes. I knew before she took off the mask, but I did think it was Mia Yim at first. I thought it was fucking Serena Deeb at first, and then I was just like, well, no, because she wouldn't need to hide. Also, I think and she's then, still not feuding with Sheeta anyway. Yeah. It was a good way to... Uh, protect Thunder Rosa though because they don't do that very often usually it's a straight up match especially in tournaments so when it does happen it doesn't feel like oh my god here we go again they got another dusty finish type deal that's actually funny somebody said uh, was talking about the, the shirt and they said what happened if there's no cells and he said I guess everybody will talk about it <laughs> that didn't bother me the no cell thing because did you see the did you see the side by side clip it's, it's the exact same spot that his dad did. Off of a pile driver as well. Yeah. No, I don't, I don't yeah. have a problem with it. I thought it was cool as shit. I mean, I still think it's cool as fuck when Sting no-sells people. So what the fuck, you're you, you asking the wrong guy, because you know I'm on board with it. As long as it's not done to every fucking move, yeah, I'm good with it. Kenny Omega fucking yeah. kicked out at one after a fucking uh, the Young Bucks bullshit with the Adam Page and Kenny Omega versus Young Bucks match. He was emotional. Yeah. Okay. That's, what, that's usually how no-selling works. You get emotional. Just say, fuck it. Superpowers. It's not like Hogan doing it every fucking match or anything. Literally to everyone's finishing move. <laughs> oh, not today, brother. You mean not any day, motherfucker. Why am I even hitting you with my move? Oh, here it is. It was when Jerry Lawler fucking pile drove Taz. And then Jerry Lawler stands up and does the same thing that Bear Bronson did, basically. Yeah, that's cool shit. And then both of them sh like pop up behind him in the camera angle and fucking, yeah. All right, so this uh, podcast for the first show back has gone a little bit long. So what we're going to do here is I'm going to ask you, we're going to go over the award stuff because I currently already did it with the best debut. I don't even know if that was an end thing. I'm going to go through the old stuff and see if that, yeah, it is best debut. So, of course, I'm going CM Punk as best debut um, since it's not best yeah. signing. The uh, best signing, yeah. I would say Adam Cole, and you would say Brian Danielson. I would still say, I would still say Brian okay. Danielson. I think, I think there, there's a good argument for Adam Cole, um, but I would still say Brian Danielson. Actually, you know what? Their debut was pretty fucking funny, too. Yeah, it was good. <laughs> Fucked me up. Yeah. Well, we're going to go CM Punk, and I never thought I would write these words on my notepad. CM Punk, yeah, best debut. Yeah, fucking crazy. Oh, yeah. Well, less than that, even. Like, imagine Basically, going back as soon like, as we five stopped. fucking years and be like, hey, so... um. CM Punk is in a feud with Taz's son. Um, yeah. Um, let's do. Uh, let's see if we can do any more of these. I don't have to have a an answer for all of them, so I'm not too worried about that. But we're gonna go. Do you have any breakout wrestler of the year candidates you want to do? Anybody that comes to mind? We had uh, Lance Archer in 2019. We had Orange Cassidy in 2020. Then Lance Archer went in 2019. That was actually New Japan. Orange Cassidy, AEW, 2020. Oh, yeah, because he had that fucking crazy G1. And then Adam Page in AEW, 2020. Yeah. So um, who do you think stands out as far as male breakout wrestler of the year? 
It's so hard not to say hook, but like, let me think about it. Uh, disagree. It's not hard. To, it had dude had one match. It's, he's had two in twenty twenty one. Yeah, they were both. Oh, that rampage was in twenty twenty one. Technically, motherfucker, it's only the second day of January. Rampage was just this for last Friday, though. What was Friday? Okay, that means Saturday was the first, and the thirty first okay, was Friday. Yeah, okay. Well, they fucked me up because Chris also technically Christmas was, was on Saturday. Yes, yeah, so I, I would not take that in consideration. But nice try. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's not how it goes on CageMatch.net. I don't give a fuck um, how it goes on CageMatch.net. I'm not putting Hook on there for two matches. Um, breakout Wrestler of the Year. He did break out pretty fucking far. I'm though. putting Jade Cargill for the females. For that's me, that's actually a good pick. But yeah. Um, goddamn. Who's just been like? Hmm. Mail. I'm trying to think. Um, Jungle Boy had a pretty good year. I'm trying to think of like somebody that had some good singles wins though as well. Um, I mean, Big E. Uh, you could yeah. Would would uh, would we rather put him on Breakout Wrestler of the Year or Most Improved though? I feel I like think Breakout would be better. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking if he was going to be in something, it would be Breakout, right? Dude, Dante. Oh, yes. No, yeah, that's good. Dante Martin. No, I agree with that. It's got to be Dante, yeah. Nobody knew who the fuck he was a year ago. Dante Martin. I'm agreeing with that. Are you agreeing with Jade for the female, or you want to go with somebody else? Um, It's... It's hard, yeah. It's hard to pick anybody else for that, yeah. She's twenty-one and zero for fuck's sakes. Hmm. She cheated. Oh shit, that's funny. Um, she's fucking five ten. That's it. It seems like she's way taller than that. That's because she's always beside Mark, and Mark's like fucking five four. And all the females she fight are fucking five two. Five two. <laughs> yeah. I dated a girl once that was um. Six foot two. She used to wear fucking heels everywhere too. It was like having a pet trap. All right, let's go. <laughs> most most improved. We had Buddy Murphy in WWE for 2019. You had mm -hmm. Adam Page in 2019. And look how much he improved. Shut up, dude. Champion. He improved into that. Shut up. Okay, and in 2020, we also <laughs> had different picks. In 2020, I had Chris Bay from Impact, and you had mm -hmm. Jay Uso in WWE. So... Who was the most improved? Oh yeah, male? that's when he was on that single shit. Yeah. Who was the most improved male wrestler in twenty twenty one to you? Most improved. I feel like Jade Cargill is going to win next year for most improved female because <laughs> this was technically her first year. So that'd be um, interesting. Um, I don't male most improved most improved. Um. Most improved male wrestler of the year. Damn it. You know who I should, you know who was really okay. Dante's. I still think Dante's a good pick. You know who I think I'm going to go with. Huh? I think I'm going to go with Matt Cardona. Oh yeah, he did all kinds of shit outside of the box. Didn't yeah. He? he did. So the GC, I'm, I'm big thinking GCW back to. Run. I'm thinking back to. Uh, breakout. And I almost want to say Kingston. Eddie or Kofi. Yeah. yeah, I was about to say Eddie. It has to be Eddie if you're going to go with one, right? So let's go. I'm going to go. Because I know that even, like, so it was 2020 when he was doing the, the Moxley, like, I Quit match or whatever. But I feel like the last year, 
I don't know. It's, that's hard to say. Maybe even fucking. I'm just uh, gonna put Indy down for Matt Cardona because he was all over the place. He was in Impact, AEW, Impact, uh, GCW. Um. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. Um, if you think it's something, you can let me know after the show. It's no big deal. No pads. Sammy Guevara. Ooh, that's a good one. That's actually not bad. I don't know. I don't. Most improved. Did he really have better matches? Like, if I was gonna go most improved for anybody in AEW, I probably go towards Miro. Yeah, I mean, I, that crossed my mind too. I was trying to think of somebody in WWE just so I didn't feel like a AEW homer, and I can't think of anybody that would be most improved in WWE you know, for male. You know whose matches have gotten consistently better for a really long fucking time and doesn't get enough credit for is Joey Janela. Yeah, but most of you see his match with with Sunny Kiss. Yeah, but a, a lot of his good matches are also in indies too, though that people don't see. Yeah, but he still wrestles a lot for GCW and stuff like that. Oh, I think he just had the match with uh, Scotty Tuhati in GCW. Mm. Do you want to put Janela on here? Do you think Janela's actually going to do anything in 2022? Do you think with AEW, I mean? I guess it depends on what they what they spin off of the that finished rivalry now. I don't know. Um, I, mean, I feel like nah, the I, I feel like the the chances there. He looks like he's you know in way I, better shape too. By the way, you know who's going to break out next year? That was fucking Wardlow. Wardlow is a beast. They're, they're setting up that whole MJF Wardlow split right now. Perfect. Yep. Took them long enough. They've all they've been splitting for a while. Yeah. It also makes sense because they just got too many people in this pinnacle group anyway. Yeah. What are they gonna do when they lose their muscle? Um, I don't like how they're making Sean Spears look in all of it because you know Wardlow's gonna fuck Sean Spears up first. Like it's no like it's no issue. And you got the pinnacle who's supposed to be like your four horsemen where everybody's supposed to be equally good, not getting fucking squashed. You never saw fucking Tolly Blanchard go out there and get fucking squashed by somebody. Yeah. He'll lose all the time, but he don't get squashed. And Wardlow's going to squash the shit out of Sean Spears. Um they don't necessarily have to have a match, though. I just feel like they, that's gonna I mean, be the, the first that, I feel like that's gonna be the first one though, because he's the one that's been really poking at Wardlow first. The way it's obviously going to happen is that it's going to be after a Wardlow match with somebody that Wardlow either, like, fucking respects or with somebody he doesn't really give a shit about but is tired of Sean Spears' shit. Sean Spears goes and starts hitting him with the fucking chair, and then Wardlow just goes and takes the chair and beats the shit out of him or power bombs him onto the chair or whatever. They don't, have, they don't even have to have a match, so it doesn't have to be, like, a squash thing. We'll see. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, fucking... You really want to get Wardlow over? Have that Damn, motherfucker. Daniel Garcia too. Yeah, dark. Oh yeah, most improved. Yeah, that'd be good. But you really want to get Wardlow over while we're on the subject, right quick? Have him turn on Pinnacle, and do what you just said, basically. And then, like in a few weeks or a month's time or whatever that next pay per view is, beat Cody for the TNT title. You want to put somebody oh. over? Put that's how you get somebody over quick as fuck. Yeah. Well, the whole thing that they're doing already mentioned that, because. I don't know if you saw it, but um, Wardlow's contract apparently says if he wins any belts, then uh, MJF just gets them. And they were talking about that with the TNT title. Oh, my God. 
Yeah. And he was like, uh, I don't fucking think so. But then Sterling came out there and read him his contract where it says that that's what it says or whatever. So yeah, I think they're already doing that. So they would just have to have MJF tear up the contract as soon as he turns on Spears. No big deal. Easy loophole out of that. Because that's some, that's some WCW shit. What? You just said if Wardlow wins a title, it goes to MJF. Right. So all you have to do is have Wardlow turn on Sean Spears to do your little turn or whatever to get away from the pinnacle, and MJF is pissed uh, off at him and tears, tears off the contract, contract, and then now he doesn't have to Correct. give him the belt. Yeah. Sure. All right, most improved yeah, female, while, we're, while you're thinking about the male, I'm. we had Rhea Ripley in NXT for 2019. Yeah. We both had that. And in 2020, we had Difference. Uh, you had Sheeta, and I had Thunder Rosa. Yeah. Um, uh, for most improved female of 2021, Ty Conti. She's done a lot better. Ty Conti. AAW. Ryan. Um, I don't know who I want to go with here. That's my. That's my initial reaction. I thought about it more, maybe something different, but that that feels right. Can you think of anybody else who's gotten better to that extent? Can't put Anna Jay on by default because she was out forever. Yeah. Chris Atlander was out for a while too, I believe, this year, this last year. Um, I wouldn't say that she's improved. Yeah, a no, lot. she improved her body type if that's what she wanted to yeah. do. Yeah. Um, Jamie Hayter's improved a lot. Um, from when she first initially came into AEW. Um, yeah. She's a lot more fit, too. Jeez. She got in really good shape. As far as in-ring ability... Um, Joey, that's the, that's the other thing, too, I was going to mention when I was talking about Janelle. He's also gotten in pretty fucking good shape compared to where he had started at, too. Um, I don't know. It's just it's definitely something I notice when... It, it's one of those things where it's like an effort thing. You notice. Like, I think I'm gonna go like, take Conti as well. Actually, fuck it, because yeah. that's a pretty good one. Most improved relationship. Amy Guevara. Man, don't start that shit on here. <laughs> uh, let's see. It's just like as soon as as soon as she deactivated, I knew that, that shit was true. You don't just do that shit if it's bullshit. What do you think about Ricky Starks de- uh, deleting his Twitter? I don't know what that was yeah, about. No, it was around the same time as the, the TK yeah. shit. Yeah. But I don't... I mean, he's what? Like, Puerto Rican? I don't know. I mean, he still falls into the POC category, but then, of course, you have the separate category where everybody's like, oh, we're not talking about everybody else. We're talking about just African-Americans. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, that's kind of... I don't know if it was related. I like I like him a lot, though. He's actually... He's fucking... He's getting um, pissed off about everybody mentioning his goddamn injury, too, by the way. He was just in a match. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm I'm curious about his injury too. Like, I hope he's okay, but like, I'm not like, oh, tell me what's going on, bro. <laughs> you owe it to us. Um, um, show stealer of yeah. the year. We had Cody versus Dustin at Double or Nothing in 2019. Yep. Um, I had Kota Ibushi versus Minoru Suzuki in the G1 Night 13 in 2020, and you had Best Friends versus Proud and Powerful on AEW Dynamite. Oh yeah, that fucking uh, parking lot yeah. fight, whatever, 2020. Um, you had in retrospect, I don't know if that's a show stealer when it was the main event. Well, the but way yeah, that AEW runs their shows, a lot of times they'll run yeah. the main event first. So it could have still technically been a show still. I don't, can't remember what was on that show. Um, 
but it's what everybody was talking about out of the week. So yeah, mm-hmm. I, I would say it's a show stealer. Um, in 2021, does any match stand out as show stealer of the year? Um, I like Punk versus Darby a lot, but I don't know if it's show stealer of the year because, like you said, if we're I'm not, obviously I'm not going to pick fucking Adam Page versus Kenny Omega. That would be more. That like, would be more match of the year, right? Yeah, best. I like Miro year. versus Darby. I thought that was a really good fucking match. That's when he beat him for the title, right? Yeah. I don't remember where that would help. Where the hell that was, though. I, it was on a dynamite. Miro. Oh, we'll put Darby first because he was champ. Darby versus Miro. I didn't say that. That's oh, okay. My bad. My bad. I think I, I think I want to go Punk versus Darby, but I'm not sure. I'm because we're just doing these off the top of our head, so. Uh, I'm also thinking about um, like Yuji Nagata and Moxley, or like uh, Kojima and Moxley, because those are matches where, you know, you don't, you're not like, oh, this is gonna be the best match on the card or anything, but then they end up being really fucking good. What was, um, uh, oh my god, what, what fucking crazy ass match was it with, uh, with uh, Ishii? Ishii came in and fucking fought. Yeah. Uh, oh my god. He had like this fucking crazy match with somebody. Was it in AEW? Yeah, didn't he wrestle uh, the Butcher? No, this was like a singles match, dude. It was somebody better than the Butcher. Oh, AEW Ishii. I mean, it might have been New Japan, honestly. I can't remember. Yeah, I thought he did the. He did the. He teamed up with Orange Cassidy on that. Yeah. I want to say he had a singles match though. Yeah, it might have been in the G one or something. I can't remember, but I was watching fucking Ishii fight somebody one on one. It was fucking nuts. What did he do? Something in Impact, maybe. Yeah, but I, I highly doubt that would have been it. I'll check Impact right quick to see who he fought, but I don't think that's it. Oh, well, maybe he, he it was. It was Moose. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I might have been it. He also had a really good match against um, Jay White, like, a month or two ago. Ishii. For the Never title that he won. Best matches. What is, uh, let's see, let's see. Where's Cage match at? There we go. It wasn't Great Ocon, I assure you. Well, shit. God damn that dude. How do you find it really fast, like their best matches on Cage match? Do you know? You search it by a star rating. I just go to Ishii. Tomohiro Ishii. Yeah. And then his. just find out. How many matches he's had Holy with... Holy um... shit, his average is 9.51. That's yeah, so he's good. a fucking great wrestler. Where the fuck is his... Oh, Shingo Takagi, G1 Climax, day one. He had a 5.5 star match. That might have been it. Because I, I definitely know it was a singles match with Ishii. And it was nuts. Could have been that one. That's the highest rated one he had in 2021. Is that under... What are you going under when you do that? Match statistics? I'm on ProFight DB. Oh, okay. Um, 
108 matches in 2021. He won 60 of them. That's. That a lot of those are multi-man matches too. Oh, there we go. Ratings. See. There we go. My bad. Yeah. Okay. He had a nine. Well, these are out of ten. Okay. Out of ten. That was in. Uh, that was on January first. He had a ten on January or December twenty ninth. I don't know what match that was though. It doesn't tell me. I don't like that. That doesn't tell me the fucking match. I'm not really following fans on here either. So ratings. Let's see. 2021 Looks like the last match he had was. When did you say that was? The last match he had was January 1st, 2022. Then he also had one on December 29th. Last match I have listed for him is the four-man tag on the 24th, so this might not be updated. I don't know. Anyway, it was probably the it was probably the Takagi match. Apparently, he wrestled uh, Brody King at New Japan Strong, though. I missed that one too. This is gonna match his fucking done. The Jay White match was really good. What category is this? What are we looking this up for? This is for break or uh, show stealer of the year. And Ishii's never in the world title match, so his match would easily be considered for show stealer. I really like the uh, Young Bucks and uh, Lucha Brothers cage match. Yeah, with uh, him ripping open his fucking mask with the thumbtack shit. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, <coughs> you know, it's actually a really shit. good match. I don't know that I don't know that I would put this as like a show stealer of the year, but it was definitely way better than I thought it would be. The fucking Brian Danielson Dustin Rhodes match on Dynamite. That was good. There's actually an article right here of best ranking the 15 best AEW matches of 2021, and number 15 is Brian Danielson versus Dustin Rhodes. That's funny. 14 Jurassic Express versus Young Bucks. What do they have as What do they have as number one? Hold on, let me scroll down here. Are we just stealing other people's shit? I'm not. I'm just looking to see if I can jog my memory. <laughs> um. Well, most of these are going to probably be like main events. Though, yeah, right? that's why I'm just trying to jog the memory. I'm not fucking picking one. Brian Danielson versus... I mean, we do have a best match category, though. Brian Danielson versus Kenny Omega, Dynamite Grand Slam. I believe that's the 60-minute draw, obviously. Or 30-minute draw. Hangman Page versus Brian Danielson. Oh! CM Punk, Eddie Kingston. Yeah, I didn't like that one more than Darby Allin and CM Punk, though. You're out of your mind. I like the build-up to it better. I didn't like the match better. The... The very first fucking... I, I didn't know how I was going to feel Number three with Lucha Bros versus Young Bucks cage match. When when the fucking match opens with Eddie immediately hitting that goddamn spinning back fist, dude, I was so hyped. I was just like, oh, okay, this is what we're doing here. That was fucking great. Well, we're definitely giving Baker versus Rosa at St. Patrick's Day slam the women's. At least I am. Women's... Best match. Show stealer? No, best women's match. Dude, I don't know. That tag team match was pretty fucking good. Yeah, and it wasn't better than Baker and Thunder Rosa. It was crazy, though. I will give you that. 
I do like that they gave yeah. everybody something in that match, like a yeah. crazy spot. It wasn't the same people doing it over and over. You know who's like, um, been in super impressing me though is I swear to God every time Thunder Rosa and Jamie Hader are around each other, Thunder Rosa jumps off the fucking top to the outside and Hader takes the move like she's in the fucking ring, like mm. she just falls back. She said, "Fuck it," like she don't do no bullshit slow lay down thing let me catch you no she just fucking takes the move it's nuts i'm like holy fuck she went straight down twice i've seen her do that yeah that's that stardom in her um <laughs> okay so you can i'll just put my name here just in case you have a different opinion if you want to put the tag team that's fine we're gonna put meals and we're gonna put 2021 for me probably should have thought about this more before we did the show yeah would have been Number five is Brian Danielson versus Eddie Kingston, so they agree with you. Okay. And then CM Punk versus Eddie Kingston is number six, so yeah, they th they agree with you over the Derby match. I just thought he did better with the Derby match. I think it was more impressive just because it was his first match. Ray Phoenix versus Kenny Omega was number seven. Yeah. That was a dynamite. Uh, Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki. Maybe that's what it was. Minoru Suzuki, not fucking Ishii. Yes, that's got to be it. That's my show stealer of the year. That's who I was thinking of. I was, had the wrong person. My bad. That's my bad. Very racist of you. I mean, Ishii had... Japanese Ishii had... It was not like Ishii didn't have any matches on fucking AEW. I'm going Brian Danielson. Versus... That's actually a good versus pick. Versus Suzuki. Because that match yeah. was fucking nuts to me. It was very stiff. Very stiff. Uh, that was a um, and that was the Rampage buy-in, by the way. That was on fucking YouTube. They gave you that shit for free. Yeah, I remember that. That was that night that they were doing the head-to-head, -head, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I remember that. Crazy fucking match. Yeah, I, I could... I could... <sighs> Show Steel. Yeah. Hmm. I feel like it's it's almost not fair to say that a match that Brian Danielson is is a show stealer. CM Punk and Darby was number ten, but because it was a pre-show, Darby and MJF full gear. Oh my god, I forgot about that one too. That match was fucking nuts. How the hell did they had that ranked eleventh? Because of the ending, probably. Who cares? <laughs> Dude, how how many times can you go back to the fucking ring trope though? A lot of. I, I thought it was a really good match, but I just dude that match was the, nuts. The, the wrestling wrestling in that match though was was very interesting. The whole like oh I could beat you with a headlock shit and then like play into that for the whole match. I thought it was good. That was that's yeah, what it was a good. good match. What are you talking about? That's awesome. yeah. I was saying it's it good. should definitely be higher than eleventh. Yeah, I'm just saying that I didn't like the ending, but yeah, well, it made sense though. Yeah. Inner Circle versus you... Pinnacle Dynamite. He realizes that he actually can't out wrestle wrestle him, so he has to cheat. Riho versus Serena Deeb, double or nothing buy in. Yeah, I mean, I'll take Serena Deeb, but I just I'm not, I can't get behind Riho. I, yeah, I really like Serena Deeb, and I'm glad that they've got her doing backstage stuff too, because she's really good. I thought that I thought that storyline with the 50th win trophy was great. Yeah, when she fucking ended up when I was like, I told I had told Christina too. I was like, watch her. Uh, I was like, it's Tony Khan. I said. Watch, she did not even fucking win this. And then she did it and win, and then I was like, she's going to go grab that fucking trophy and hit her in the head. And she did it. I was like, oh my god, this is so good. <laughs> even though I predicted it, it was still like, 
new. It yeah. was new. It wasn't like, oh, yeah. Because Christina's like, why the fuck would they already have the trophy? I was like, well, but Christina, she's eventually going to get her 50th win. They just don't know when. She's going to yeah. get her 50th win. So the trophy she's exists. Lose for the rest of her yeah, exactly. Career. You think she's going to lose every fucking match from here on out? The trophy exists. It's going to it's exist. Like I a date on it, Christina. Yeah. But I was like, but it's Tony <laughs> Khan. It's not It's not a foregone conclusion that she's going to win, but it's. But it still makes sense. And then when she didn't right. win, I was like, oh, this is so good. Yeah, that match was good, too. I don't know why that didn't make the top 15. That would have made it over Riho versus Serena Deeb for me. Yeah. Anyway, but yeah, I kind of want to change my answer to MJF versus fucking Darby. Now, Brian Danielson versus Suzuki was so good, though. Man, how good is AEW, bro? When you think about it in the context of the show... It was the I, first I, match! Right, that's what I'm saying. So as far as the show... Well, technically, goes, but they were both first matches... Yes, but I don't think you can count the Danielson one as a show stealer because it was technically the pre-show. Yeah. The buy-in, yeah. Let's do that it. was the main event of the pre-show. So I, I'm changing it. Yeah, I'm, I think I'm going to change it. MJF versus Darby. I do think the Danielson match was a better match. And that was... They were very different, actually, so I don't even know if you can really cool do a comparison here. like that. Yeah, I, I'll... I didn't really. I didn't like the ending, man. But the the wrestling was so good. Mm. Best tag team of the year. I we both Ooh. we both we both agreed on both years so far. And two the FCR for every fucking no. year. In 2019, we both said Lucha Bros. And in right. two, in 2020, we both said Young Bucks. Agent Omega. The Young Bucks. What? Yeah. Crazy. I'm changing my answer for last year. <laughs> Say young bucks, bro. I don't know why I would have said young because bucks. Because Paige and Kenny Omega lost in Revolution or whatever early on, uh, and yeah. Bucks had it for most of the year last year. Dude, my whole time thing is so fucked. Yeah. That's the great thing about AW too. It's not even really just you. It's just AW. You don't, you can't remember. Yeah. Oh, they got so much shit going on that you can't remember what year is what year. Dude, I want I want to say FDR this year just because of that fucking theme song. I love the shit. So why good. do people hate on that shit? I love it I, because they don't get it. They don't get where it fucking comes from. It's got to be Dude, it. it. I mean, I can't think of anything else either because that is like the best theme song. For as much as everybody is like, you know, Jim Johnson says, does such a great job of songs, blah blah. Mikey Ruckus fucking kills it constantly. Yeah, you tell him what the fuck you kind of want, and he just throws it yeah. up there. And I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. I remember they did the Ghostbusters. Remember they did the Ghostbusters shit. They were they yeah. were apparently the article was for Halloween the elite were gonna do a uh, Squid Game, but TNT right. said no because they didn't know how far they were gonna go with that shit because if you mm. know anything about Squid Game you know that shit is for mature audiences only, so they very, also very anti-capitalism. So, so. they didn't want to fuck with that shit so they changed it to Ghostbusters with like not even a day before like only hours before and had Mickey. Or Mikey Ruckus uh, come up with a Ghostbusters-like theme song for them, and he got it yeah. in 30 minutes before they were supposed to go on air, dude. <laughs> and they, they listened yeah. to it like one time and like, yeah, this is it. We're going with it. Let's do it. I mean, like, that dude is definitely killing it. He's so good. But yeah, that, that theme song is great. Also, the Aleister Black thing that I was about to say, Aleister Black on his um, – he's on like a uh, – or I keep saying Aleister. I don't know why. Oh, yes. Malachi Black was on, I think, a Twitch stream or something, and he kept playing the song. It was like a, like a song by like a real group or whatever that was gonna be his his theme song. Um, and then I I think what they ended up going with was actually something that Ruckus had put together. If I recall correctly. No, oh, I thought I thought Alice or Malachi's song was from a actual band this time. 
Another one that he was playing on the stream was different than the one that he ended yeah. up doing. But yeah, maybe they were both real bands. I don't remember. But yeah, I remember reading the about the the FDR theme song because when I first heard it, I liked it. It was very like I was like, okay, this is kind of like chill, like retro kind of wrestling. Uh, it's like what you would expect the villains in an '80s wrestling movie yeah. to come out to. And I was like, huh, that's that's interesting. And then I was reading into it and like saw like where the original like chord progression and shit come from and like the I was like, dude, that's really fucking cool. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, no, um, kind of want to pick them just for that. Also, they they are the fucking champions in Triple uh, A. Triple A. Yeah. So you can make the argument pretty easily. They've had really good matches. Yeah, I'm trying um, to think. Like, is there anybody that's actually had a better? Gosh, you can't ignore the Usos, though, man. They've just been on top for so long. Don't forget. I mean, the Young Bucks were champions for a while last year too. Yeah, before. Yeah, before Lucha Brothers beat them. And I mean, the Lucha Brothers too. It's hard to say Lucha Brothers aren't. Yeah, I was thinking about Lucha Brothers. It's hard to say fucking Sting and Darby aren't. Yeah. I don't know. I don't. It's, this this that's might be the hardest. Interesting kind of the hardest year so far. Like, yeah. Yeah. Um, because I mean, if you're gonna put Usos in it, you've got to put New Day in it. Yes. Um. So they've all been kind of doing their own thing this year. Because Woods has been doing the King of the Ring shit. Um. Obviously, Biggie with the championship. Even though I still think they need to change their habits outside of the ring, I think I am gonna go the Usos this year. They're champions. Um, They've been champions for a while now. They just retained it again, even though yeah. technically that was January 1st. But yeah, I think I'm going to go Usos. Obviously, they had to win at a pay-per-view named Day One. Down since Day One. Ah, uh, fuck. I wanna... You're just showing how white you are again, just so you know. Uh, We've been over this. I'm not. <laughs> um... Yeah, that's hard because I, I'm tempted to say the Usos, but I also, God, the the, you don't want to ignore everything the Lucha Brothers did, don't want to ignore everything the Young like Young Bucks were fucking, they were so hateable and they were so good at. Oh it. no, I totally agree. I love the Young Bucks. Every little thing they did was fucking hilarious to me. The fucking facial yes. hair and the weird clearly like, piercing clearly shit doing and it like, to piss off Cornette. Yes, they did it to piss off Cornette. They did it to piss off anybody that didn't like. And he comes out there with a goddamn <laughs> stupid little bull ring in his nose. And I don't know what the hell he's doing. But they also had the facial hair that like Midnight Express and all them had back in the day in the eighties. Anyway, yeah. they were they were the same fucking facial hair stuff. Kenny Omega coming out there with the old Triple H two thousand fucking four <laughs> two thousand four shit. What do you thought he was? I'm saying Young Bucks, dude. There's no way I can't pick Young Bucks for last year. They were they were killing it. So Ryan, I, I love FTR too, but that's and and I love the Lucha Brothers too. But yeah, no. As far as just being like smarmy fucking pieces of shit they were so good at it and they won a, most of and the matches my um my girlfriend's like real into sneakers yeah like real into sneakers and i would send her pictures of the shoes that they were wearing in the ring just to like fucking make her yeah. match she don't it's even watch cringe, them yeah yeah so you're not she's supposed like, to be creasing these shoes and these motherfuckers are yeah. wrestling in them she's like she's like are those the fucking dior's yeah. i said yeah and when she when he glued the fucking um Contacts, yeah the thumbtacks to the bottom of the uh, what, what the fuck were they? They were. He the... did it to two of them. He did it to the Dior's, and he did it to another pair later on. Travis Scotts or something? I don't remember. 
I don't know if they were Travis Scott, some fucking ten thousand dollar pairs of shoes and shit, rapper or something. I don't remember, but the blue ones, dude. She would get. She was just like, whew, doesn't even watch wrestling. Still fucking got worked. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, dude. I got. I got to go. Young looks on Best that. Best female tag team. I'm gonna go Iconics because that's really the Iconics. only one. Or inspiration, I should say. Inspiration. Listen to me. They could never wrestle again for the rest of their fucking lives, and I will pick them every year for this. Well, we didn't pick them the last two years, but all right. I will pick them every year for the rest of the time. In 2019, we both picked the Kabuki Warriors. Well, that's And in 2020, we picked the Golden Roll Models, which was when Bailey and Sasha had all the fucking gold pretty much over the entire year. The goddamn two-man power trip of the women's division. But it was Um, so good, though. Yeah, it was good. Where's Bailey at anyway? She, is, she hurt? She's, hurt. she's gonna come back soon. I I think she's coming back at Royal Rumble, but we'll see. I hope she's alright. She's she's one of those ones where she's been when uh, she's there. I'm kind of like okay, like Bailey's there, whatever. But I notice when she's gone, like you you you. There's like a you definitely notice the lack of depth in the division when she's not talking there. about fucking most improved. If we if she would have been like not hurt if she didn't get hurt, dude. Like her fucking you talking about character work, bro. Holy yeah. shit. Oh man, she Yeah. Night and day. And I I used to fucking she I I feel bad for saying this, but when she was in NXT and when she first came over, like I just I didn't give a fuck about I've her. I've always loved her. Like always. I think I've said if you go back on our old enough shows long enough, I'm pretty sure I said like I don't get it, I don't care, I don't think she's a good wrestler, like whatever. But I mean just over time, like she's she really grew on me a lot. Real I've quick. always loved Bailey. Always, probably because I met her in person. She was super nice. I mean, that yeah, that happens. That yeah, that definitely helps. And that, that you can say that with anybody. If you meet somebody, that's why you like fucking. That's why you like Enzo too. I love Enzo. <laughs> I bet Enzo's cool as shit. I, I believe you. Um, let's see. Okay, best debut return. I did CM Punk at Rampage. You did too. So we're gonna skip that one. Obviously, we already did it. We're gonna go best match. Um. Goddamn. Oh, shit, I did. I put that in the wrong one. Best match for females, I did Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa at St. Patrick's Day Slam. Was that the unsanctioned one? No. Unsanctioned was 2019, I believe. I believe. I can't remember. I think that's when she was still with NWA as well. I don't think she was actually signed yet. Um... So yeah, for the best female match, I did Britt Baker versus Thunder Rosa at St. Patrick's Day Slam. Uh, And best match for the males. Yikes. How do I want to do this? Omega Page was so good. Um, Danielson Page was also very good. Danielson Omega was very good. You could even say... Darby MJF for that again too, if you really wanted to. Um, you know, oh, you know what? I'm gonna change my female answer. Okay. Sorry, guys. Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker did have a great match, but I am actually, and you're probably not gonna agree with this, but I'm actually gonna give it to Sasha and Bianca at WrestleMania. Um, I'm gonna make mine uh, Becky and Bianca. I'm gonna slap the shit out of you. <laughs> Look, Becky Lynch is the Bret Hart of <laughs> Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair. Is... It was a good match, yeah. Um, the only thing I, what kind of took me out of it a little bit was they were clearly like when it started, they were way too like I don't know, they were way too like uh, fangirly about, and you can't blame them for it, but it kind of took me out of the match a little bit. 
know what I mean? Well, what does like you mean you... when she was crying at the moment, bro? Like, come yeah, on, yeah, yeah. Don't, come I, I mean, on, look, I'm not saying, dude. I just said I get it, but, like, from a wrestling point of view, it's kind of like, eh, That was a big right. fucking deal. Um, I, I believe it. I'm, I'm not arguing that what part about, at all. It was during the Thunderdome bullshit, but what about Walter versus Champa for the men? You remember that fucking match? Yeah. That match was nuts. Yeah, it's so hard to think of uh, NXT shit from back in the day now. Because it it's completely different now, yeah. Yeah, it's like a different goddamn universe. Um, Pack versus Omega versus Cassidy. Actually, that one was really yeah, good, no, well, too. Well, they're all really good. That's why I'm mentioning them. Uh, let me just see if I can find anything on online here and see if we can jog our memory in case we're forgetting anything because i definitely forgot about sasha and bianca so maybe we're forgetting some other shit uh best wrestling matches of 2021 let's see first guy here he's got 20 he's got number one omega versus brian danielson nope. number two sasha versus bianca <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Walter versus Champa three. So we got it. CM Punk versus Darby four. See, they didn't even have that in the top fifteen. Well, they had it in the top fifteen, but it's like number ten or some shit on just AEW. But he's got it four overall in twenty twenty one. You know what does kind of versus Rollins Hell in a Cell. Kind of sucks that. Uh, I mean, you're you're always happy that a company has a lot of talent or whatever. Becky versus Sasha versus Bianca at Crown Jewel. But nah, I don't think so. I really want to see Pac as world champion, and I just don't see any path for it because they just got so many yeah. people. Well, I'd like to see him as champion of any kind. The trios thing makes sense with the Lucha Bros. The fucking TNT title yeah, makes Death sense. Triangle. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, he could win any title. Just do it, bro. Do it. Get it. Let's get it on. Uh, number twelve, Kenny Omega versus Adam Page. Really? That's twelve. Wego versus Miro. First one. Uh, Bucks versus Lucha Bros steel cage match where he had the the boot or the shoe. Yeah. Uh, oh no, you're his, right. His yeah, match you were right. Pretty much yeah, you were right. The lights out match was uh, sorry Saint was it Saint Patrick's Day Slam though? I thought it was this year. Yeah, it's the literally the first line is it's crazy to think this match took place this year. <laughs> I feel like yeah. it happened so long ago. I would, yeah, I might. That, that but that is the, it's the same match though. It is St. Patrick's Day Slam, the lights out match, unsanctioned lights out match. Okay, cool. Yeah. So I mean, that is the one I put on there. Walter versus Ilya Dragunov. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. yeah, that was fucking nuts. That's number fifteen. There's a lot of good wrestling this year. New Japan. Well, notice how none of these are WWE matches. Well, awesome. well I had some. I had the uh, Seth Rollins versus Edge, Hell in a Cell up there, and the the women's matches. Will Osprey versus Shingo. Um, from uh, wrestling mm. on Taco Day Two. Um, on Taco. Brian Danielson versus Minoru Suzuki is number eighteen. They have uh, JF versus Sammy Guevara nineteen. They have Takagi. Uh, no, Ishii. the only other New Japan is Okada versus Osprey from Wrestle Kingdom fifteen night one. Mm. I think those are the only two New Japans on here. Um, the only WWE ones are. Yeah, kind of. I feel like Becky the... versus Sasha versus Bianca at Crown Jewel, Roman versus Edge versus Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania Night Two, Edge versus Seth Rollins Hell in a Cell. Um, and if you want to count NXT, you got Walter versus Champa, you got Sasha versus Bianca at WrestleMania. Those are the WWE ones. You, 
I think the Ibushi Okada one probably would have been up there if he didn't get fucking injured. Best be match for the men for me is gonna have to be. Oh man, this is nuts. I'd like to go Omega versus Danielson, but I really want to go with a match that actually had definitive winner as well. And I'm not going to pick Punk versus Darby, even though it's number four on this dude's list, just because that'll make me feel like I'm a homer, a fanboy. I'm not really seeing anything else, though. Omega versus Pac versus Cassidy was pretty good. Mm. MJF and Darby is uh, number 10 on this list, by the way, for the whole year. Although I would have it definitely higher than Becky versus Sasha versus Bianca at Crown Jewel. You know, it's it's kind of a weird pick, but uh, Shibata versus uh, Zack Saber. Zack Saber Jr. was that was good for different reasons. I don't know. I'm surprised none of the Adam Cole versus O'Reilly matches made it. Yeah. I mean, they were good, but there was just so much good wrestling. Um, Seth Rollins and Cesaro from WrestleMania was really fucking good. When Cesaro finally got the mm-hmm. W. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's... I. Adam Page versus Brian mm. Cage. The fucking Edge Daniel Bryan Reigns match was really good. I know, I said that already. It's number six on here. Um, I think I'm gonna. I don't want to do CM Punk versus Darby. Fuck, man. What do you think about um? Why is fucking uh Page versus uh Omega not on higher on this fucking list? Is what I want to know. Are everybody sleeping on that fucking match or something? Because I thought it was awesome. It was, but I I think what kind of hurt it a They've little it bit twelve was that nobody expected Page to lose. And it's one of those things where it's like you, you're pretty sure he's gonna fucking win. So it kind of, it's not that it takes you out of it or anything, but when it's different, when it's a little, I don't know, man, a little bit more. The way they fucking made him lose constantly, it, there was definitely a chance that they would have done it again and pissed everybody off. It would have been great. Mm-hmm. But I guess what really killed it was the reports that, that came out right before that Omega was taking time off and shit like that too. If those reports didn't come out, I think it would have suspended this uh, disbelief a little bit more. Yeah, maybe. Dude, the Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros. I can't believe that's 13. I don't... I mean, I like his list. I just don't like the order of the list. You know what was a good match was when... um, As you just mentioned, the Young Bucks and Lucha Bros. Remember when Penta was out? I think because he couldn't get, like, a visa or couldn't <coughs> get over Shit. the border or whatever. So they had the um, the Bucks wrestle Pac, uh, and, Pac and Phoenix. It was Penta, I thought. On Dynamite? That was Penta, not Phoenix. No, it was Phoenix. Because Penta was the one that couldn't get over. You're sure? I'm like 99% sure. Let me look it up. Young Bucks versus Pack. Oh, they got, they've got two of them. They've got Young Bucks versus Pack and Phoenix and Young Bucks versus Pack and Penta. Let's see. Well, one of them was for the titles, and that was the Phoenix one. Okay, hold on. If I recall correctly. I mean, you're probably right. Just let me check. So long ago. Yep, Tag Team Championships, April 14th. That was a while ago. 
How much I did for you to pack in in twenty three minutes? Yeah, that was the one where they fucking uh. Okay. They dick shot pack and then tried to take off Phoenix's mask, and then he was like covering up his face and they super kicked him and pinned him. Gotcha. It was like their first like, all right, you guys are fucking assholes, <laughs> kind of thing with because of the mask shit. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's um, hard for me to pick one, dude. Yeah, I I think I'm just gonna have to go with the draw. Honestly, the the crowd for Danielson against Omega was insane. It ended up being a draw, 30 minutes. It was on uh, regular TV, which was pretty cool to see. Mm. And I can't really justify myself putting Darby versus Punk as number one for the year with all the great wrestling we had. So I'm gonna go yeah. Omega, even though it was a draw. I'm gonna go Omega versus Brian Danielson. I'm gonna do Omega versus Page, just because I don't feel like the wrestling was as good as the two Brian Danielson matches with each of them, but just the culmination of the plot and like everything else with it, the Young Bucks coming out and all that bullshit. Like I, I think that one's that one's probably the best one for me. Okay. I mean, it's the it's the goddamn peak of a what five year arc. Like you gotta, and it lived up to the, the point height. of wrestling. The height too, obviously. Yeah. Um. Okay. Let's do. You didn't give me a best female match, but we'll skip that for now. While you think MVP of wrestling, I gave it to. We both gave it to Kenny Omega this year, and we gave it to him last year, and we both gave it to yeah. Jericho in 2019. So we already answered that one. Uh, female MVP though for this year, who do you think it is? Um, the bunny. I'm going Hikaru Shido. <laughs> no, 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 um, no, I'm not because she lost the title early this year. I guess I could give it to Britt. Yeah, should Britt Baker. Let me think. Um, or maybe I should give it. Well, Thunder maybe. I think Thunder Rosa did pretty good. Thunder Thunder Rosa is. Thunder Rosa, Britt Baker. Um, you know, I, I if they had if they had booked her to win more, I would almost say Deed. Yeah, her wrestling is just so fucking good. Um, but it's hard to with because you kind of kind of it's not exactly like thinking of it like PWI, but you also do have to kind of consider the yes, wins. Yeah, you have to, I mean, you have to have some kayfabe in it. It's impossible yeah. not to. She's really good. Oh, damn it. That was the case. Cesaro, MVP of wrestling every year. I mean, but he <laughs> yeah. never gets any wins. So No, Brian Danielson. Never gets any wins, though. Brian Danielson could have been it this year. Between the WWE run and then the AEW run right after, it wasn't like he was yeah. not doing anything in WWE. If he had actually won either of the, the matches, I could definitely see that. But yeah, I'm going to go Britt. I'm going to say... It's hard, not to, it's hard not to say Britt. Um... When CM Punk's fucking name dropping you as being a cornerstone of the company, you kind of have to. Who the fuck else? Ah, uh, let's think. Well, if it mm. wasn't for Bianca losing in fucking ten seconds at SummerSlam, Bianca would have been up there. Yeah, that's true. I mean, you could even make the the Lynch argument too, to an extent. Uh, Liv Morgan's really raised her stock, but I wouldn't say that. Yeah, she like, could have been in the most improved uh, list. Yeah, I guess that. Um, 
you know, I'm trying to, I'm really trying to think outside of AEW so much. And I want to, like, Deanna Peraza wouldn't be a bad. Mm. Because Deanna Peraza has done a lot last year. She did the, um, I think she's still the AAA champion. And I know that she had the uh, knockouts belt for a little while last year. I think she lost it to James. Mickey James, yeah. But she had it for almost a fucking year up to that. Um, she should definitely be in the conversation. I don't know that I would. Because she also did the um, the career title match with um, uh, Jazz. Yeah. Which was pretty cool. I think cool. she also fought Melina. At one point. She did um, Emma to you, or uh, to Neil Dashman. And she followed Jordan Grace, too. She beat Thunder Rosa, too. Mm-hmm. At, um... Yeah, dude, that's, uh... Hmm. I'm trying to remember if that was all this year... I think I was all this. Um, I mean, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna go Britt Baker, but I I want to say, Deanna Prazo. I think you can make a pretty good argument for. She's been really good. So do you want to put Deanna for you? Nah, I'm still gonna go Britt Baker. I just want it. I want it out there that Deanna Prazo could also be. All right, best pay-per-view of the year. I've got AW Full Gear. Yeah, no shit. Easy. Done. I had the Darby versus MJF, and I also had, obviously, Paige versus Omega. Yep. Um, So I'll put you down for that one as well. And the, the only one that would even come close is another fucking AEW pay-per-view. So um, the oh me my goodness moment. Um, <laughs> I gave it to Matt Jackson super kicking with a thumbtack shoe in the cage match because no one was expecting that motherfucker to pull out in a damn thumbtack shoe. <laughs> That was new. Um, <sighs> I mean, I guess technically you could also do CM Punk's debut or the double debut of Adam Cole and Brian Danielson right next to each other. Those are oh me my goodness moments as well. It doesn't have to necessarily be some crazy move. It could have been a crazy debut or whatever. The exploding barbed wire death Jesus match. Christ. Malachi. Malachi Black showing up out of nowhere and out of the darkness and super kicking the or uh, Black Mass and uh, Cody yeah. was pretty cool. Um, let me go over the last few years of this. We've had uh, we both picked the Canadian Destroyer by Pentagon Junior to Matt Jackson off the ladder through a table at All Out mm. in 2019. In 2020, Matt Hardy driven past the table off a scaffold to the concrete at All Out. Ah, oh, God. And in 2020, that. you gave it to. Penta power bombs Phoenix out of nowhere. AEW Dynamite in 2020, when he used when they fought each other. When Kingston, I guess Kingston had them fighting each other, some crazy ass yeah. match they did, and he fucking power bombed Phoenix out of some crazy ass move that we thought Phoenix was gonna do some crazy shit, and then Penta fucked him yes. up. Yeah, it was nuts. That was crazy. And so then in 2021, so we agreed in 2019, had different ones in 2020. 
And in 2021, I give it to Matt Jackson super kicking with a thumbtack shoe in the cage match with the Lucha Bros. And notice how many times we've mentioned the Lucha Bros and the Young Bucks in this category. I mean, they're... It's fucking nuts. Three years in a row, you've had both teams or one of the teams mentioned. Um... And then my final category why you I mean, the... is uh, the rivalry of the year, which I gave to Kenny Omega and Adam Page. Uh, in 2019, yeah. we gave it to the Young Bucks versus Lucha Bros. Shocking. Uh, in 2020, we both gave it to Sasha versus Bailey, And in this year, I gave it to Omega versus Page. So if you can come up with a Oh Me My Goodness moment and your rivalry of the year, you'll be good to go. And we will have been done with the awards off the top of our heads, even though it took forever. The fuck? Okay. I mean, <laughs> I I don't know if this is, I don't know if, uh, okay. So do you remember when, I see, I don't know if this would count because it's not strictly about the wrestling itself, but when, <laughs> when Nick Gage did the fucking pizza cutter on Chris Jericho and then they went to the Domino's commercial in the picture in picture. Yeah, you can count that. <laughs> I don't want to count yeah, that one. Oh, fuck. Um, actually, uh, so the chat going through the table is probably up there. Um, you're right. The Malachi one is a good one. Uh, uh, I think the Malachi one fucked everybody up because no one knew he had a 30-day. And we were yeah. all trying to figure out how the fuck did he show up on Dynamite so fast. And then you came out to say they fucked up and they had a 30-day instead of a 90-day clause. Um, you kind of have to go with the... I mean, as far as like the most shocking kind of... Whatever the fuck. I don't know if it's shocking though, because it had been hinted at so much, but I kind of want to go with the punk thing, but then, like, it had been so. I don't care. It's to what, the it point was one of... of those things where until it happened, you weren't fully believing that it was going to happen. I don't care how much they said it. Even I, the biggest punk fan out there, was like, I'll believe it when I fucking see it. And don't forget that I was just got off of a 24 hour stream when that happened. I'm gonna. I'm. I still gotta. I'm gonna go with the double debut. Okay. Adam Cole. Brian. Because I was definitely like, oh me. <laughs> My good. Back to back debut. Yeah, that's good shit. Um, then we'll go. Ryan. That's a good one anyway. It would be a shame if that wasn't mentioned at all on our awards anyway. Twenty twenty one. In rivalry of the year. As Pedro Mega for sure. All right, there you have it, guys. Oh, you don't have a women's one for that? For rivalry of the year, no, because we picked Sasha versus Bailey last year. Oh yeah, that's the enough diversity. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean, if they would have had one, I mean, it wasn't. It don't matter. There was nobody that was gonna touch fucking Omega versus Page, though. So. Yeah. Um. Mm. I don't know. Even Cheetah was pretty good for the 
four weeks it lasted. Um, yeah, I, I can't think of anything else to me. Same. Let's do... Let me make sure I got over everything here. And... Yeah, we're good. We're good. We cool. did it. We did it. Hooray. Alright, so uh, first show back is a long one, but hey, man, we haven't been doing it for, what, six, seven months now, so... And we had no structures, so it's pretty good for no structure. Yeah, we, I mean, we covered all the big stuff, so it's all good. And I don't think I don't feel like we ranted on anything or wasted a lot of time until we got to the awards anyway. So if we would have had our shit together with the awards, it would have been a lot quicker show. So hopefully next, <laughs> so hopefully next week will be better, and I'm glad to be back. And it should be quite fun, and we'll see how long I can keep up with this shit. <coughs> hopefully it'll be a lot easier since I, I do not feel any pressure at all to watch any WWE programming. Um, yeah, I will let you guys know right now that unless some crazy match happened and we hear it through the grapevine, I will not be going to out of my way to watch it unless unless it was you know something that everybody's talking about. So I'll watch it then. Maybe I'll watch the occasional pay per view, especially since I heard that they're going to start having them on Saturdays and I am off on Saturdays, so that'll help too. Um, me watch the product more, even though it didn't help with day one, obviously. Um, but other than that. It's going to be mostly AEW, some New Japan when they start getting everything together again. By the way, New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom? Yeah, when is it that. supposed to be? It's got to be soon. Uh, yeah, it's probably the start of the year. Um, Omicron, though, I don't know. Yeah, um, I haven't heard anything about it. Did Have you heard anything about them canceling it or anything like that? I, I think it's supposed to be in a couple of days. Like I know it's not far away. I think it's um, the fourth or the... I think it's the fourth and the fifth. But I thought it was three nights because they got the Noah thing too. I think that's way later though. It's like uh, so it's like the night one and two are right after the other, each other, and then there's a few night gap. Okay. Um, and I think that's on a, a <coughs> Sunday or Saturday. Okay. Hold on, let me look. Right here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look that up. Look that up. But yeah, we appreciate everybody. Uh, listening to the show we're back i know it's gonna take a while for everybody to realize that we're back and get the views back up but it's okay that's okay with us we got a lot to talk about even if we do only talk about impact or um new japan or AEW. but we will january 4th and 5th and then the 8th is the okay. Noah show so um so they just canceled that that third show altogether then right the one that usually comes after wrestle kingdom the new year's day or whatever the fuck it's called new year's new dash year, yeah, or whatever new year's dash yeah um, I don't know. Because that's usually how it used to go. A New Year's Dash would have, like, one match, and then everything else would be fucking 14-man tags. Yeah, I'm looking up New Year's Dash 2022, and there's not a... Yeah, so that had to be what it was. They must have just got rid of that and put the Noah thing instead. Yeah, it's actually kind of a it. smart move in case you do get hit with the COVIDs, because now you got two pulls of wrestling companies to pull from you. Yeah. <clears throat> All right, so we'll... uh. Hopefully, we're, we're probably going to have a bunch of those enter into the Match of the Year candidates early on because, of course, that'll happen this week, and then we will be back on the 9th. So, and um, if any of y'all want to argue with me about diversity or something, then, uh, you know, get a fucking life. Go touch grass. Um, don't fucking DM me. I don't care. Hit, hit him up. Hit him up on the, <laughs> hit him up on the uh, <laughs> at Real Cast Twitter page where he won't be able to respond because I run it. Yeah. I just... <laughs> Send me the screenshots. <laughs> I'll, re- I'll just retweet them over and over until you see it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Uh, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you guys next week right here 
on the MonsterCast.